Alexa, stop playing music. Good morning, Topeka. Might be Topeka. That's in Kansas for you non-geographical intelligent. To the people that don't know that Topeka is in Kansas. Today's guest, a gem of a human being, an all-around just phenomenal person, we call him the Barbell Poet, Mr. James Thayer. I'm not going to talk too much on this thing because it's a two-hour and 15-minute balls-deep conversation, the longest balls-deep conversation we've ever been in, the deepest of balls-deep. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. I actually listened to it. Um, I went through and started finding a bunch of stuff on uh, Spotify. So I've been listening to like some poems and some books through there. Who knew? Who, uh, who speaks it? At least the ones you've been listening to. Uh, like the, I'm assuming you can listen to some Edgar Allan poem, poems on Spotify. Who, do you know who speaks or narrates it would be the proper term? Um, it's been different people on every single one, because uh, I haven't found like one group I went through. I think, uh, who was it? I think um, uh, the one I'm currently listening to is um, 1984, uh, George Orwell's book. Um, and I think it's Stephen Fry that's reading it. I know that, but it's that like for me, the narrator is like the whole thing. You know what I mean? Because I bought some audiobooks before I just sampled them, and it's literally just listening to like your most boring high school teacher ever talk. You know what I mean? And you just come on. <laughs> but that's yeah, the point that, of the sample. Yeah, the narrator can definitely make or break some of that stuff. So with this poem right here, I got a question. What what do you think? What do you when you read this? What do you get? Like what do you uh, what do you think it's all about? And by the way, if the people are listening, the poem "Raven" by uh, Edgar Allan Poe, EAP as we call him. Yeah. So like how how I've always kind of read it, it's um, it's after the loss of a lover, and it's kind of the reminder of that. But like it's the it's it's a poem about mourning. So it's a, it's a loss of a lover and also like the, the death of love and the, like the understand, or I guess the, like for the narrator of it, um, the like loss of love that it's a reminder from the Raven that like, it's never more that it potentially never going to have that again, but also the like death is imminent and, the like shortness of not only like love but also like life like life in general yeah like that it's like that feeling of that that love would give you like that living feeling that love would give you or life oh, in general after you're dead yeah so so with it it's more so the like um the brevity of life that it, it happens in you know such a like short instance and so it's lining up all these things that not only is it the mourning of a uh lover that had recently died but also that like it's the death of his love for somebody and the potential that like 
he'll never have that feeling again. And also in that, like the, the realization of how short life is and like how brief it is. And so like all the, that's kind of what I get from all of those. Cause I'm like, I'm reading it as a listening. See, it's funny. Cause like when I was reading it, I had a, a bit of a different uh, take on it. And as I'm thinking this, I'm thinking how, how perspective really is everything. Cause of like the certain things I study into heavy with like the Bhagavad Gita and like Ramdas and shit, it would naturally bring me to have the thoughts I do about this poem. When I read it by myself, you know, as I'm reading, oh, this is what this must be. You know what I mean? That when you say, I'm like, I didn't even consider that, you know? So, so whenever, like when you were reading through it, what were, like, what were you, your takeaways? Because that's like, that's kind of the great thing about art though, is it's like twofold. It's the interpretation that the individual gets off of it, that we can see something, we can read something and have completely different perspectives on it and still get something out of it. But also like the ability to make a emotional connection and like move you emotionally. Like the, those are two different dynamics of art in any medium that, that are kind of unique that like it's an individual experience. But, but yeah, like whenever you read through it, kind of what, like what was your takeaway from it? Well, like, for me, it more came down to, and again, it's, as I say, it comes down to with himself because the raven's not saying anything. Even when he says, like, prophet said, I think of evil, prophet still if bird or devil, like, what would make you have that assumption because you're not getting the response you want? You're just getting nevermore. You know what I mean? It's nevermore. So to me, it's really a conversation maybe with himself through the, and the raven, just that, that mirror for him. And to me, the nevermore really comes down to like, yo, like, I didn't even consider the love thing, like you said, but if you're going to consider that, it's like, well, yeah, that's happened. To me, it's more freeing now. If you accept the fact that let it go, it's nevermore. So like, I see it in that sense of, in a freeing way. But again, to the way Edgar Allan Poe writes, it's more in that sense of a darker path. And again, because of the consumption I've been doing of Bhagavad Gita and Ram Dass, I'm going to go to self and freedom of desires and attachments naturally you know because that those are like the driving thoughts in my brain with most things really like looking at most things right now it's like uh yeah right you know let it go it's all good like yeah we could always look at it left right up down side to side give it a judgment whatever we want and really with all that stuff that i've been looking into just keeps going with like look at yourself look at yourself maybe it's a thing for yourself not even in a selfish way like it's all about me it's like well Kind of, not in a sense like you have to go through life like only trying to help yourself, that's different, but in the sense of building yourself up. But when I would read this, it's literally to me like that. And that's only, I read it one and now I'm just going through the second half. You know what I mean? So it's not like I, I've been digging into this. But when I quickly read it the other day, that's what I was getting out of it was like, because again, the Raven did the same thing ever. So like even all these things he goes at the Raven about, like where is where are these questions coming from, you know, whereas the whole conversation is kind of with himself because the Ravens is there and mm -hmm. saying never more, you know, so that's again, where I go to it is it's really him figuring it out with himself and maybe he didn't mean it as such, but I would read that never more as like, yeah, man, like you experienced some shit. That's awesome. That's what we're here to do the human experiences. 
and now it's just never more for that sec. Let's go on to do something else, you know, instead of yeah. dwell on it. Well, and you know, like, like here's here's the thing with it, because if like if you know a little bit about Edgar Allan Poe, like he's he's super depressed, dude. Like he doesn't have like a a great <laughs> outlook on life, and like. I would say that's very, very contradictory to your perspective and your view on life that like you look for the positives, you look for forward progression where he was probably someone more so that like stayed very, very like stagnant of a perspective of like, well, I can't move on past this point that this is like, this is the defining point that I'm stuck in and like, that's the nevermore that I'll never experience this again. Whereas you take it for a positive route. And like this, this is also like the, the thing I like about like getting whatever, whatever artistic medium it is, but there's, we can take it just solely off of the interpretation of the author. And so this is how they meant it. This is the only way it is. Or like, we can take it through an approach of like, well, this is how, they meant it but this is how it's interpreted through different people because I think with art there is the artist interpretation but then whenever it goes out into the public it it creates a life of its own and so that that interpretation might sway differently from from the original intention but once you put it out into the public like it's it's your art but it's also there is somewhat of an ownership of everyone now that's interpreting it and what their experience off of it was. Yeah, I also even look, because even now I'm going to track back to what you said about uh, the positive thing. Because to me, it's not even so much looking for positive. It's just everything is what it is. And what our humans do, what we do is, is make something something. So the way Homeboy over here, EAP, would stay mainly depressed about things, that was his way of going through his life at that moment, you know? Whereas for me, it's like, I'm not going to look at like a, a child being born into death and be like, oh, look at the positivity there. I'm going to be like, that's just part of it all, you know, mm -hmm. without saying it has to be like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't, I can't, oh, I can't fathom, all that stuff, which people do whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not hating them state. Like for me, it's just looking at everything as is. And if I believe in, you know, God or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call that thing that people talk about a lot, you know? It's just it all, it, everything here is part of it. So whether good, quote unquote, good or bad, which are words we've created, you know, all, all these ideas and, and that we've created with it. But now even with what you're saying about art, right? To me, exactly that. Like, especially something like Edgar Allan Poe, because any asshole could just try to write things down and rhyme. I mean, it's really called like, look at the mumble rap, you know, they're, they're fucking rhyme. <laughs> but like, you know, and like, you could be like, yeah, that's art. Like, okay, sure. But then you read something like this, and it's like, yeah, to me, that that is just so expressive. Like, that's something expressing through Edgar Allan Poe that you can read it one way. He could have meant it in one way. I can read it and have a completely different scope on it because it's not, to me, it's not so much the quote-unquote upset, depressed mind of Edgar Allan Poe writing it. It's something we don't fathom that we can't measure or calculate in this rational world we live in that's expressing it through him and his ways of it his techniques his his emotionality if you want to call it is what writes all this down you know what i mean but that's the reason a hundred people look at this and have a hundred different looks at it because it's not just 
set in stone. This is what it is. Like these are some of these like some lyrics in, in any category of music, and it's you know like dude hits his head on the tree. It's a tree. Like you know, what I mean, I can't even think of how silly it is sometimes. But like, really, how much are we gonna break this down? You know, this is like it's an expression of something through a human, really, that had that shit. Like, I think we all are capable of doing some gangster shit like this in any facet of art, whatever you sculpting, writing, uh, whatever, creating, whatever. But we all have, because I, I think something's always coming and expressing through us, which is our touch on it. Like, if I film a fitness video and you film a fitness video, and I mean like an intense, like if we both filmed explaining the hip airplane, you're going to have such a different way of saying it. And mm -hmm. I'm going to have such a different way of saying it, but it's going to mean the exact same thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like we're all expressing something through the flavors, I would call it, of how we were growing up, raised, what we were around, all that. So like to me, really good art is that, is that it can be written down and then a hundred different eyes can see a hundred different things. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Um, you brought up something that kind of interests me that I want to hear your like thoughts and perspective on. So like taking that approach of it is what it is and and like that kind of like this is just the way of life uh because like to some degree like I agree with that but for you um where I wonder is like how how does that impact what you place value on or like what has value or like what disvalues something because like in the greater scheme of of a mentality or approach of like, it is what it is. Does that not level out everything? Because it, in the greater scheme, it's like just another thing or like, how do you go about um, identifying like things you value more, like things you value less in that, in that approach of like, it's all something, but then also with like it all being something, is it also all nothing? Well, nothing is something, you know, it just is it though? We, yeah, because it's different. Anytime we divide or duality, we have dual, dualistic thoughts, like nothing is different than something. Something is different than nothing. It's like that old debate of like, does water have a taste? Well, it tastes different than Coke, but then Coke tastes different than water. So what came first type of thing, you know what I mean? But it's like, well, water could have a taste because it tastes like shit in Florida, you know what I'm saying? And that's why their bagels suck too. <laughs> like, this so, is real. So, <laughs> Real spicy from Miami. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when it comes down to like when I say it is what it is, that just means everything is just here. Now, yeah. what we do as humans is make it something. And that's all perspective-based too. It's like, oh, something's bad, it's good. You know, and, and we we divide it because that's what we do. We live in duality, poles. We have opposite poles, forces. You know, look at physics. Everything is <clears throat> opposing. It's going to be something and something different of the same boom, boom, back and forth type shit. So, but that's when we're living in this rational thinking mind that's trying to figure everything out always. When you're trying to get into what I'm going to say, either the heart or God, that's the nothingless. That's that's before, that's why we can't perceive it. You know, that's why like a lot of Jewish religions won't even write G-O-D, it's G-D, because you can't even say it. It's unfathomable. But we always here try to fathom everything. We have to, this is what this mind does. That's how we have, went from caves to 31 stories in the fucking sky talking to each other in Kansas and New York because the human mind is from the wheel, it hasn't stopped, you know, getting fired and everything else done. And every way is had a scripture to figure out the opposite. Like some people are going that way, then people are like, let's figure this thing out, you know? So when it comes to values, 
for me, it's not like, uh, like, all right, if you, uh, someone being raped is a terrible fucking thing, bottom line. But at the end of the day, it is, it is what it is in the sense of it's still part, if you ask me, God's work. Of, it's just there. It's happening. It's, it could be someone can get raped and then have an epiphany 20 years later and then help other people going through the same shit. You know what I mean? So there could be so many circumstances that stem through it, or we could look at it as one simple way always. And it's just a horrifying thing. And that's where it stays an absolutely horrifying thing, you know? And then you could have the birth of a child. Oh, it's beautiful. But what if five years down the line, something horrible happens that what if that's the kid that got raped? So then that same birth isn't beautiful anymore. He was born into a great family. Everyone thought, assumed it was going to be perfect because that's what's supposed to happen in this world, apparently, is there's not supposed to be any untimely death. And, and death is horrible in this Western culture. And we can never, you know, if something bad happens, oh, it's the horrible, most horrible thing. And we, we got to shun it and all these things. And instead of, in my way, looking at it like, we could also not have it that way too, because to me, it's not part of our design. Like, if a kid, if there's a stillborn, how is that any, like, if you're going to put a fault on that or a good or a bad, it's just like, it, it, maybe that's had to, because what if the kid was born and then it was horrifying life, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you know, like to me, it's trying to figure out something that can't be figured out. So when it comes down to like, when I say things like, uh, it all is what it is, and it can sound almost nihilistic when nothing matters, you know, because it almost kind of is in a sense that like nothing matters in a sense, like it's all part of the plan. Now you can sit there and look at all the negatives of it, quote unquote, or the positives of it, or just look at it all without judgment, that it just is. It's all part of it, you know? So I don't even know if that really even answered your question. Kind of, but it, it also like leads into more questions and I don't know how deep you want to get this early in the morning, but I'm, you kidding I'm, me? I'm down to take oh, I got a gallon of, I got a gallon um, of coffee. So. Okay. So then like going off of that, if identifying or like putting value to things, whatever that value is, but like in the moment at the time, we can identify if something like if it's just an event, if it's good, if it's bad, regardless, but like in that moment, if we want to, we can identify like, or we put a value associated to it. So then does that stand true over the lineage of time, whenever in reflection, we, we reflect back with now that that one event has, has sprawled a life of its own and we have all the other events that have came, come from that one event to now reflect upon. So does, does that change the value of that one instance with the view through time? Like you were just saying, like if we're identifying a baby being born, they do something horrible. 30, like they do something horrible 30 years later, does it change the value of that one instance in the time um, through the reflection of everything that has come since, or can those be separate, like separate views, separate perspectives that they happen or they can be evaluated like in, in their own isolated circumstances? Well, I'm, I'm trying to like, I used to mean some like, let's say Hitler's born. Yep. When he was born, it was probably beautiful for the whole family, right? Fast forward, and it was pretty tragic. For Not life. great. You know what I'm saying? So to me, though, even with that, even to this day, people have a ton of love for that guy, you know? And I'm not justifying anything the fucking guy did. I'm just saying, like, it's all, uh, you say it's all relative, but like, yeah, the dude's born, and maybe he brought a ton of joy, 
in the beginning, you know, and then what he did later, exactly where it comes down to like, it's just part of the whole thing, you know, because if you're going to, it's like uh, when kids around here get in trouble, let's say a 16 year old kid from a not great neighborhood or life gets in trouble and you got a judge and jury about to have the fate of this person when they've never even fathomed the shit that that person's been through. You know, so it comes down to a perspective thing of like, sure, you could say when that kid was born, it was probably beautiful. But then how many times do we hear, look at this piece of shit, this criminal, lock him up, lock him up, all this shit. When it's like, well, if you looked at him like the child that he probably still is, you'd only see the beauty in him, you know. But then what our human minds again do is we we really like look at everyone in, in ourselves, you know. So it's like if you can't see that within yourself, that you are still childlike and innocent and really just trying to fix your ways and ways, you're going to look at it in such a negative. So mm-hmm. asking me this question could be what I just said. And asking someone down the line could be like, are you kidding? Fuck him. We should have killed him at birth if we knew what he was going to do. I wish humans knew fucking how to tell time or could see in the future because we would have killed him at birth and we prevented the whole thing. Like, oh, so now we're killing children and getting rid of what free will and all those ideas and you know, whatever the fuck, you know? So it's like, and again, too, even with time, the fuck time is relative so what is time you know what i mean you're an hour behind me why you know what i mean china's asleep right now yeah we know that because hey the sun is up over here it's down over there to me that makes sense we're on the other side of the world i could drive to you in a day why are you an hour behind like but whatever <laughs> sure and then you had states trying to go anyway like so even with the time thing to me time is if we lived right here in this present moment always we probably wouldn't remember much you know what i mean because you'd always be right here, always. How could you remember what just happened if you're right there in this present moment? Now that's one of those, you gotta be a guru, you know what I mean? But if you really looked at life like that, if I was in this exact present moment always, I wouldn't remember what just happened. Because I'm right here always. I can't be in that moment from in this moment, you know? So whenever we're looking at time in that sense, again, you can always break it down, chop it down to uh, the value of it, like, oh, Hitler was born, then he did what he did. And again, some people think what he did was phenomenal and should happen. So it's literally, again, comes down to this perspective thing. Now, when it comes down to murdering innocent people, I, I think we should all get on board with that. That's just not right. You know, so that's why God laws over humans. Common law. decency, yeah. Yeah, like humans laws are fucking stupid, if you ask me, 99% of them. And really, the only time humans laws are created, if I'm seeing things, is like, because... God's laws are being fucked around by humans. Like, hey, don't rape, steal, and murder. Well, let's make laws because people are doing that anyway. You know, like, that's what it comes down to. So they're needed because people ran away from uh, God and religion and shit. Like, even when I say all this, I'm not no fucking holy roller. But uh, I do my, now this fucking son wants to come out like this, I'm getting blinded. But, like, I do my self-work for myself because I, uh, as for me, it's needed. Otherwise, I don't like living and angst and fucking hate and all that shit like I used to. So that's why even talking about God and stuff, it's wild though, even as I say this, how even having, I, I feel I'd ever have to say that. Like talking about God is like, what? what's the big deal? You know what I mean? Because so many people nowadays, like, yeah, yeah. and it's probably because of what the fucking priests and, and, and churches have done, you know? But um, did that answer your question? Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ooh, these are good. <laughs> something I want to ask you about. Yeah. Because I really jive with this. And something now, if I'm sitting in the thinking mind, this is mm-hmm. how I go about figuring this out. Is the same way I think you do it with, uh, or similar with the demons at the table. 
right? Like explain on that how you would like you would say how you got them at the table. Because when I hear that, I would do this thing where when I'm sitting down, sometimes I, I usually often do it in meditation because like for me to sit here and think and look out the window, eventually I'm thinking about something else but in the meditation. And uh, unless I'm going into the heart over here I'm, and I'm trying to figure something out real quick, I'll sit down and be like, right, what's going on? Which I start asking the question, like, what's going on? What's going on? What's... And someone will talk. And it's either that like angry fuck that just wants to, it's like Tasmanian devil on crack and meth and anything else that make you jacked up and that's nuts. And, or it could be like the really upset, hurt child, you know, or it could be like the, the fucking egomaniac that wants to do all these amazing things in the world that's pissed or slacking, you know what I mean? And to me, those could all be demons if you don't rock them right, you know? Like, you, you can keep all fucked up. So for me, it's letting everyone sit at the table and let someone talk. Because when we stifle is when that shit manifests itself terribly. You know what I mean? In any way, it's gonna, it can manifest as cancer, if you ask me. I know a lot of people don't believe in that, but it can manifest as cancer. It can, it can manifest as you going out in the street, getting in a fight, going to jail. It can manifest as you doing wild shit. So, like, what is that for you when you say things like uh, sitting at the table with the demons? Yeah, so it, like, it, I guess anybody that didn't listen to uh, that podcast with Ian. Um, Reflection so Radio. Reflection radio. Reflection shout radio. Out. Put that shout out. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put in the show notes of how to spell it. Ian I, McKay. Reflection yeah. radio. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so like with with that podcast, I kind of discussed um, like in in my head, um, I kind of call it mental movies. Like I I'm very very visual, and so that's reflective in how I think about things. Like I have like endless amounts of just like clips always going in my mood in my head and like that's I visualize things to like better understand and get a perspective on it and so that's kind of the visual representation that came to mind whenever I was thinking about like these these different aspects of yourself that a lot of people like some people call them like negative traits um some people like will look into like associate it with the ego like different things like that um from how I describe it is like setting at the table with your demons. Um, and so kind of twofold of how, how I approach that and how I understand that, like the very first thing is you have to understand yourself. Like a lot of people can't set at the table with their demons because they don't know what their demons are. Like, so it's, it's first understanding like who you are as a person. It's understanding your values. It's understanding um, I mean, to some extent, it's understanding like how you view yourself, how others view yourself, um, the allowance that you have of those views, whether it's yourself or someone else, how they impact you and how you approach things. Um, so it's, it's an understanding of all these things. And like, not only not to get that, you have to ask yourself questions to better define who you are. So it's not just a general thing. I think through like whenever we define things, we put standards and values to it that it's much, much easier to keep things very general because we never have to clearly define it or we never have to put that value to it. Whenever you put a value to it, you're putting a line in the sand of like, this is what I believe, this is what I don't believe. Um, and so like through understanding yourself, you're setting your own values, you're, set, you're setting an understanding of self. The other side of that to be able to set at the table with the demons is you have to accept those. Like it's, it's an acceptance of like, 
it doesn't necessarily have to mean like, oh, I'm a bad person or like, I hate these things about myself. We're all humans. Like we have, we have positives, negatives, we have flaws in like the interpretation of even those being positives or even those being negatives. And it's kind of the um, different side of the same coin, like in different situations, it could be very valuable to have this or not valuable to have that again, depending how it's applied. But in the acceptance of this is part of me, it better identifies all the dynamics that are you. And so, and so then whenever we can take those two things of knowing yourself and accepting yourself, like that's where we can, or at least I get the perspective of setting at the table with um, my demons. And that's, that's different things like anger, depression, um, those little things where there's a head of a table. And so you should be at the head of the table and you should, huh? The king self. Should be. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're, you know, this isn't, this is a King Arthur's round table. Like we're going with well, a squirrel. See, see, I say that because uh, it sounds a lot to me like the, sh- the shadow integration that Carl Jung speaks a lot about. Like to know your true self, you have to dive into the deepest, darkest depths of yourself and mm-hmm. not only be able to go over there, but hang out, chill and understand that's who the fuck you are. Too. Like, even if it's to like having the most, I mean, I've had some thoughts that are so insanely like inflicting on other people pain type of things it's like unless you can understand it's part of you doesn't mean you have to act it out or be it but it's a part then that's 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 giving yourself power and i noticed as i went throughout life and really and before i keep going with what i'm about to say because a lot of people misinterpret shit like that like oh yeah so i'm just i'm an asshole great i've accepted it and then they continue to be an asshole to people like no 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 that's not what i mean it's like you see that you have a darkness at you and instead of running from the dark, running that bitch and then watch that light appear, and then the darkness starts to dissipate a little, 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 little more. You know, like even with myself, what I've been going through is like this, uh, like let's cut, like something happened yesterday where angst, someone said some shit that angst almost fucking came up heavy. And within minutes, it was just, it was like more and more I'm noticing with myself of how I can, because I've been doing things like you said is, sitting down with all this shit and i say king self because i think of psychology with you and where you have you have the king the king is the head of the table meaning like he's watching all he's the person that takes care of business when business got to go down you know what i mean like i think of like when my uncle passed away everyone was a wreck my pops was the one who held in his emotions and shit got everything taken care of and then dealt with it later on that he was Mm -hmm. in his king self you know so that's uh that's just what i was hearing like when you say sitting at the table and, and understanding all these darker parts, the depression, the angst, because yeah, we all are human, but not just human, we're still animals and we're still humans with this fucking prefrontal cortex within physics in a fucking spinning globe with so many other factors going on, you know? So it's like, and again, I think that's why the more we do this shit with ourselves, for ourselves, the better everything else is for everyone else too, you know? Cause like, hey, maybe if Hitler did do some little more work on himself, I mean, the dude like being shit and pissed off. So right there alone, you're like, I got some which demons you need to deal with. Yeah, which is fine if you keep it there. If you know your girl, your guy, whatever is down with it too, and you don't have to go ruin a nation, a whole a whole religion about it, because maybe you really just hate that about yourself so much, you create this idea that other people are rats and and whatever words he used. That's the us them mentality. That's what we do. But um, 
Yeah. And, and like through yeah. that conversation, it kind of came about in the guise of like dealing with depression and being mindful of like, like the depression route that you'll see some people talk about it as like a fight or a battle. And like, I disagree with that language because, because I, I don't think that's accepting it. I think that's trying to like rage against something and something that you're trying to defeat. Here's the thing. It's with you for life. Like yeah. that's yeah. not, it's not something that like, it just goes away and it's done with like, that's with uh, like any of these, like the mental work that we need to do on ourselves through, you know, whatever, whatever type of disorder it might be, whatever type of feeling it might be. Like a lot of these things are for life and it's just understanding that and knowing that like, it, it's going to change with different perspective and different time and everything, but it's not something that we're done with and we do away and we never have to like address again. That's where I think that's where, whenever, whenever people take that approach or that mentality of like, okay, did the work, wash my hands, like don't have to think about or address this again. That's where that it's moving up the table. And at certain points, like we, before we know it, it's setting at the head of the table. Like that, that's oftentimes where I look to points of life where like it's disordered or chaotic like very often we can reflect back to like, Hey, there's some other stuff going on. In addition to like, if, I mean, we all have vices whenever like you're leaning harder into your vice, a lot of times, like, Hey, if, if we step away from that and we start reflecting on some things, like you've probably had some demons move up from it. And, and, you know, with, like, depending on like what routes you want to go with this, but like a, a lot all of routes, times, all routes, all, all roads lead to God. All right. That's what I'm looking um, at. But you know, like like in in some like in some societies, in some religion, there's there's a shame association to these demons. And like there's, you know, you're supposed to like repent to some of these things or or you're supposed to be shameful of them. And so that's why some of these things are like kept in the seat in a secret and are allowed to like grow into such an extreme. Um, demonstration of it is like raping children in the name of God. Yeah, it, it's it's because it's never like like to that extreme, not acceptable by any means. But if it's addressed early on, and we like we better understand ourselves, better accept these things, we can keep things in check and be mindful of them, where it's not a fight against, but it's it's a it's identifying and having that perspective that this is part of me yes i completely a thousand percent agree with that because like a lot of times what i think in this especially in the western culture we live in like like you said demonizing depression all these things and it's like and when you said it's a part of you always that's what it is every day is a job for self-work like the toltecs used to call themselves toltec warriors because they understood this was a battle every day here even the bhagavad gita is a story of a battle a war that people are going to kill each other in. But it's really the battle of the mind, of these senses of the rational thinking mind that we live through. So it's like, it's not saying, because like to say like, oh, I'm not saying I cleared it, never going to be depressed again, because you got through one scope of it. Yeah, watch trauma happen again and watch you get depressed again. That's fine. But when you can understand, when you can work with it every day and live with it and integrate with it is when it's not going to sit back, sit back, sit back. Like I said, the Catholic religion is perfect for this shame yourself guilt 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 shame 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 it manifests to fucking mass molestation of children to a mass cover-up 
Then look at the fucking churches up in Canada, like all the wild shit they've done. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just wild how most of the religions that have ever show this like dualistic God where it's there's God, then everyone else, not everyone is a part of God, is when people will be like, oh, I can repent. So I'll fuck this person up. I'll go to mass about it. We fucking do a couple of antivirus or whatever the fuck. And we're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's exactly what it is, is like if if we don't if we don't uh, figure it out within ourselves. And for real, because you can lie to yourself too. Like you were saying, yeah. like you could just have a great night's sleep, maybe have some phenomenal sets with somebody. You wake up the next day, it's a sunny day, you're off, everything's beautiful, there's no more depression. Hey, I'm good. And then two days later, you're fucked again. You know what I mean? Or not even a couple weeks later, some drastic shit manifests. Like for me, when I'd be lying to myself about that shit, it would manifest in a night of going out and doing a ton of blow and doing wild shit, putting myself backwards in life. Because after I do that, I'm out of commission for like three, four days. It's this self-sabotagery shit because it's everything's good on the surface. I'm doing my meditation, but even that is I've realized a lot of like you can pimp out holy is what I call it now. It's like a god where it's like, hey, I throw a couple of things up. Uh, I quote unquote meditate because I sit somewhere for 10 minutes in silence, but my mind really is never meditating. It's running in circles, but I did the 10 minutes. So I'm, I wasn't on Instagram for 10 minutes. So it must be good, you know, and then something will pop. So it's really like just sitting with it and, and really understanding it and not pushing against it, but accepting it. Because like you said, once you push against it, it's going to be fucked. Like, because then there's now an opposite force coming back at you. Or again, we live still in fit. Like all this shit is still like physics and all that. Like that's the part of science that I really jive with. Because to me, that's like science really figuring out closer and closer to like what it's all about. Like, I don't think it'll ever happen trying to find, you know, measure God or religion or any of that wild shit. But like, it's the closest thing to it where it's like, yeah, these are four, like, if you really just look at the laws of physics, that's how life is, you know? And for me, the, the more you can accept the fucked up parts of yourself and then work with them, the less anyone else's attack towards you, you know, matters because you're, yeah, no, I know. You, you want to come in here for five minutes? We got this going on. Like we're figuring this out. You think that's what was bad what you just said to me? But when we walk on life on eggshells, thinking we got it going, hey, I'm not depressed anymore because I'm on, 150 megs of Prozac and everything is great. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's really checking in with yourself. But before we go into this deeper, when you said you have clips inside your head, yeah. you mean more like, are those like your thoughts? You know what I mean? Like instead of you like thinking words, yeah. you'd, you'd have like pictures. I think visually. That's dope. It's weird. That's but so like, awesome. But yeah, just like like mental movies, just like it's, it's a constant reel of like, whether it's clips from shows, movies, or something like that, or like how something is expressed, like that, a lot of times with like, like the the writing that I do, like it's played out visually and then put words to that. I mean, shit, that's like I, I don't, I can't think of the, see, that's the thing I gotta do is start reading the dictionary because my words, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I'm thinking like that. It's like, a, like earlier you said a word and I'm almost like, shit, we gotta define that. Like if I had a fucking guy in the back, what does that mean? <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, what the fuck is he talking <laughs> But like, I hear that in like the sense of like, all right, before we had words, obviously we had visions, you know? It shows in the cave, caves and all that shit. 65,000 years ago, as we were hunter-gatherers, we wrote shit down visually. And then words came. If you ask me, words are lies. You know what I mean? It's, you're never getting that true. You're going to get close. 
you're not you're not getting that true. Like you can be in love with someone and never say I love you and always be in love with them. But you can treat some you can treat someone great to their face, go fuck every person out there, sleep all around, do a whole bunch of wild shit, tell them you love them, babe. Basically a Tony Soprano. You know what I mean? Give them fucking old watches and fucking fur mint coats all the time while you're banging everyone that walks. And it's like, oh my God, that's really happened. Well, they died to anyway. And like, so it's like, uh, to me, that's where I go with that. How honestly awesome that is in my perspective. I don't know how, how it must feel for you to see that. Oh, it's just like, utter it's, chaos. Utter chaos yeah. up here. But, but like kind of going off of that, like I agree going off of it and kind of bringing it back around like like i agree in the sense that like words are made up mouth movements and so understanding that like it's all made up like er everything we've created as far as like language is is made up and it's something that we all agree upon like this is how we identify things and that's fine but that kind of goes into the quote from our last podcast that i have like one of edgar Allan poe's quotes words have no power to impress the mind without the exquisite horror of their reality and so taking, like taking the perspective, at least this is the perspective and the approach that I take to it, that words only have the value that we place on them. And so like in words, we can identify the priority, the value that we put on something. And so whenever, like, whenever that triggers something, whenever you have an emotional reaction to a word, it's not because of that word, it's because of the value you place on that word. And so if we like, that's a tactic you can use to like start identifying yourself and like start, like start reflecting is find words that either have you have in a positive or a negative association with and start asking questions why digging deeper. Same thing with like, if you're, if you're going through and trying to set with yourself, like if you're trying to reflect on events, think about the events because like oftentimes whenever we're when we're not dealing with um something emotionally or mentally it's going to manifest through a physical action like that's the end result of anything so like like whenever i i have an ex that would have panic attacks and so like oftentimes like those panic attacks were the end result of not having a an outlet to ex express something that either anxiety, um, something emotionally that has built up, like it's built up to such a sense that now it has to manifest in a, um, in a physical action or like in a sense of like a panic attack, it's manifesting physically because it hasn't had an outlet and it's built up to that point where it can't be contained anymore. And so like using that as a starting point, now we can start bringing it back. If like, if we, if we're not great at that self-reflection and like asking questions, that can be a great starting point is like reflecting upon the action that was demonstrated and start asking why You're like, okay, well, what was going on? This was going on. Okay. Like this, I mean, essentially like it's self-therapy, just asking through these questions of like, this happened. Why did this happen? Okay. Maybe it was this, like, and going layers back, we can get deeper and deeper to a point of, well, this was all about like, I was angry about this one thing, or like, I'm insecure about this thing. And this is how it continued to perpetuate that. Now, like I created, 
I'm insecure about this. And, and then I created this association with this person. And so that amplifies my insecurity. And so every single time I've never addressed it, I've never talked to that person. I've never reflected to myself of why I'm insecure about this. So each time I see this person, it builds and builds and builds. And ultimately it gets to a point where I got drunk and like started yelling at this person. <laughs> you know, but, that, but that's how it goes. It's like, oh, like that person's an asshole. So I yelled at him. Like, yeah, like that's the simple excuse that you can make. But like it, that per, you have no effect on how that person operates in this world. Like they are going <laughs> to operate separately of you. And, and the real change that we can make is through self. And so identifying those things in self, like that's where we can make the change. That's where we can better understand ourselves. Yes. Words. See, it's exactly words. It's, it's exactly like, all right, so you're telling me you have, everyone else has control over you. Yet you want to walk around in your ego being all macho man, right? Savage. That's how, that's how I went through my life. 90, like I'm 32. That's how I went through like uh, 28 and a half years of my life. 28 is when I started trying to figure out. And it's like, it's not me. It's you. You don't understand. You, you know what I mean? And like, I'll give a prime example. I think of exactly what you're talking about. And this is what I touched on earlier, but now I'm just going to go through the whole example because I think it makes sense for right now. And it can like help people listening really because, you know, no offense listeners, but uh, <laughs> I know a lot of you and <laughs> I'll, I'll just say we'll dumb it down a bit. <laughs> but like, so yesterday was fucking Veterans Day, the day before his Marine Corps birthday, right? So I was in the Marines. I went to boot camp, ITB a little bit, got kicked out for doing blow. And that was, that was horrible. Fucked my life up for a long time, blah, 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 all that shit, right? But then yesterday I wake up and there's this particular person that apparently we're not friends anymore because of whatever the <laughs> fuck. I don't know. You know how it goes, right? I've tried to be friendly, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I wake up to a, and, and this person tends to have this thing where they tell me they're not friends with me anymore, all this shit. But then every so often I'll wake up to a five missed phone call or a couple missed, one missed phone call at three or five a.m when they're drunk and coked up, because you know, that's how it goes. I've been there numerous times. And then this time I woke up to a, a call at 5 a.m. then all what you can't answer. And then a DM of you were the biggest phony about, because of my Marine thing, you were the biggest phony anywhere. And when I read that, the thoughts that were coming through is like, I want to murder you right now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but, then I, but then facts over stories is something I've helped myself with too. It's like, let's go to facts. It's something you've been working with for a very long time. You understand how much it fucks at you that you got discharged, how you can't even, like when people talk about, is there any veterans in the room, all that, you don't even mention your shit unless they know you, they'll ask you to stand up type of bullshit. Like it's, it's, it's something that's dwelled with you. You know what I mean? So why are, why are we surprised that that would, it's not his fault. Like that's with him. Like I got, I got through it, not over it. Cause it's always there, but I got through it quick. And the only reason I'm telling this story now is because it's, it's, this is what happened. You know what I mean? And like, I got through it quick like a couple years ago a couple months ago that could have been an all-day thing to the point that i might have started like calling him angry just making it all like just not necessary and then it gets even further it's like yo that that's with this person like and it's to the point where like it just sucks because it's like this is all over what you know someone's something someone told you that i maybe said or my thoughts like we've you know we've known each other a very long time and now it's this because, you know, and then it's like, then I sit even deeper and I'm like, look, look what's going on in your life right now. Like, 
this is like, why would we let that? We know already you're an asshole for what you did. Like we talk about it all the time right here. That's just the external, when it's ever it's externally, it's, it's louder. You know what I mean? It's always louder because it's outside of you. When it's within you, it's like, all right, but that's for me, the way I look at life is the universe, the university for our soul to learn. So that's just a test. That's like, yeah, throw this at me when I really, I need it the most because things are going so dope right now that it's like, give me a little test to make sure it's not all bullshit. You know what I mean? So it's like, throw this out there. And it was like, to the point where I was just like, all right, bro, have a great, like I said something about uh, loving him or something like that. And then he goes, I love to hate you. I was like, hey, we all got to love something. So enjoy it, man. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. it. Throw a heart out. And it's like, and I know at the end of the day, if he was to holler at me, like, blah, 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 I'd be cool with him because it's not with me. I mean, it's, it's not with me. It's with him. Like, I'm constantly looking to work on this so I can never, ever look to anyone else to do anything about this. That's the way I look at it. Like, cultivate that inner strength so, like, the rest is just what it is in that sense, like I said earlier, instead of good or bad because this is here. Like, good or bad is here for me. You know what I mean? Like, if I can rest here, then the rest is what it is. Like, a couple weeks ago, too, and, like, this also, the fact that I've been home from work and able to do a lot more studying into things and being very not stressed about fucking, not that I'm ever really stressed about anything. To me, I made it already. I'm on, like, mm -hmm. life, too. You know, that's another thing. After I made it through the bullshit in the 20s, I'm on, like, life two right now. So it's all borrowed dime for me. Just, yeah. This is amazing, you know? But, like, a couple of weeks ago, same thing. People, lately, just people have been going, trying to, like, it's not people. It's the universe teaching me where, like, things would happen where barking at me and there's no response. Laughter, actually. Right at your face. I'm laughing because I think it's not funny. And the angst stays here. It gets up to, like, about here. And I've been able to be like, yo, we made it, dude. Your response was laughing in homeboy's face. That's with him. Oh, shit. Look, it's going away. Instead of, woof, let's go, motherfucker. Like, you know, which is just no brain for anyone. Because then what do you get? In trouble or you feeling? And, yo, I had a dream a couple weeks ago that was so vivid. I stabbed four people. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, clan of mine. I told him already. So don't worry. A clan of mine. <laughs> right? And it was the most vivid thing in the world. And the thing I remember the most was the knife and it's the knife I carried every day in my life I stopped carrying that knife since that dream because of the way I felt I was like you're if you believe in karma and all this shit just by you carrying a knife you're asking for it you're asking for it. just run you know what I mean or if it's down to that just take it as is if you got to help other people use your body and do what you got to do but to carry the knife it's like and also I'm going to the most drastic terms where the fuck do I live this isn't like you know what I mean? I'm not in fucking, I don't know, some really bad area in the world. Like, what are we talking about here? Where I got to be, that I absolutely got to be carrying a knife. Most chances, someone's not going to do use the weapon they have on you, or you're more athletic to get the fuck away from it. If you look at, like, the scope of who might be robbing who, they're probably not some, like, fit human. You know what I mean? So it's like, and what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, what are the chances at that, too? So it's like, I'm creating this chance by carrying this fucking thing on me because of something I'm holding within myself. So it's like having that dream and having that realization, letting go of that knife is like letting go of all these ideas that I got to be the person that has the knife on them to fucking really, what, show people I'm down to stab someone? Because how often do people walk in a room going to do some weird shit? It happens, but I might go my entire existence, but it never happened. But know what I'll always hold on to? That, that fucking possibility. And the way I felt the dream stabbing four people was fucking horrifying. Now, I don't remember why I stabbed them, so 
like for instance, if I if I heard you got hurt or killed and I was in a vicinity, I would like to stab someone about it. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> no problem. It's it's yeah, it's it's that like uh what's the purpose of it? But still at the end of the day, what I remember is the knife and the horrifying feeling that I just did this and I'm about to go to jail for life because someone got over one of the people I stabbed got up and ran, got away. <laughs> So that too, I'm obviously not the best person to killing people with a knife. <laughs> um, but you know, like something with that 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 you brought up, um, you kind of talked about it as <clears throat> like the angst building up. Um, and in I think the same podcast, me and Ian talked about um, reaction and response. That that a lot of times with like the distinction that we had on that was that in a reaction, it is emotionally driven and it's instantaneous. Like it's our, our initial, like how we react to something and we can take that two words, we can take that to actions. But whenever, if we allow ourselves time from that first, like how, how we interpret something, how we take something in and then respond to it, it, it sets a delay that we can evaluate it and we, like, we accept, we um, understand like that emotional response that is initiated off of it and then can respond more cool, calm and collected because like with it, I think um, I kind of go back and forth on this a little bit, but like thoughts turn to emotions, emotions turn to actions. I think like I, I could, say that like maybe there's some like basic emotions that all always initiate something or like are the spark to the thought which create like a greater like expansion of emotion which potentially goes into action possibly like if we're trying to define a continuum but but it's looking at like what that cycle is and looking at like how we can how we can create more time for ourselves that we're not just going off of instinct not just going off of an initial reacting to something because reaction isn't thought through it's it's instinctual and so by providing ourselves a little bit of time to be able to take something in and evaluate it we oftentimes can take a better we can deliver a better response to it because similar to how you were talking about like you were able to identify that your angst was building up and you were able to step in, build a little time for yourself of like, hey, things are going all right. Like, this isn't on me. This is on him. And this is him trying to deal with his stuff where it goes back down. That's the thing, though, with, with what happened with me was the initial reaction was laughter. Mm -hmm. Initial. Then it was the, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because what I was about to ask you was, all right, if where do you go then to practice that? Like, how do you? practice not being reactionary and not just that because like i said with my first year let's go with that how do you go without be, with with not being reactionary um i like at this point i don't think it's something that i like i think it's become just such a common response um like i'm so first off i'm not like the most emotionally expressive person so like yes, that yes. that probably like takes a takes a part of it like if like i'm i'm very very much a like introvert in a lot of senses and so like i you know growing up like i was in my head a lot i was um like even there were 
there was a good balance of like with sports and friends and everything but like I was also like alone in my head a lot um so like gave me a lot of time to kind of think through stuff um and just like the like if you go off of like the Enneagram sometimes I use those with clients just for self-identify self-identification and just as like reflective points to kind of help with conversation um so like with that one it's again very very like in their head like the the five is the investigator um so in part of it it's that um but also like there's another part that just very very early on in myself um i like i when was it? i think it was my sophomore year in high school i remember like i remember the feeling exactly i don't know the the time or anything like that but it was during wrestling season and so whenever, like when I wrestled, um, I started in eighth grade and didn't know shit. Like I played football and that was my extent to wrestling of like hit people hard. Um, so like the, the majority of the first year, like no technique, it was just like strength and <laughs> anger. And so yeah. like, and that kind of went into like my freshman year. And then there was, the, I was at a meet my sophomore year. And I just remember like, cause I'd always go into matches angry. Same thing with football. Like it, that was the fuel that I relied on was just like anger. And it helped a lot. I had a, I had a lot there and like, that was my outlet. Like luckily I had sports as an outlet that kept me out of trouble or kept me expressing that in a different way. Um, but I remember like getting ready for this match and, that was always my go-to was like the call upon of like, get angry, get mad, let's do this. And it just wasn't happening that time. I was like, man, I'm fucking exhausted. Like it is um, like, I remember just the thought went across my head, like life's too hard to carry anger in your heart. And I was like, like, this is like, it's tough. Like yeah, constantly yeah. having to hype yourself up to like use that as fuel. And yeah. so like since that day, like it just kind of changed perspective of like, okay, like let's go do this without anger and went into it, um, like won that match. And like, that's kind of how I like in sports was able to like progress it. It wasn't from that fuel source of anger. Like it was still there readily available that I could call upon it or I could call upon it when needed, but like the removal of that emotional fuel or that emotional driver allowed me to be a lot more analytical of how I approach things. And like, even in sports, how I approached, um, like strategizing and like analyzing like people's movements and understanding like commonalities and plays and things like that. So like with that, it kind of, I think that, that was a big marker for me of like, whenever I started allowing that time or like started taking on a mentality that did allowed reflection um is because it took that emotional driver out of the equation and then i found like i've also i've found through um like different stimulus like if we fast forward to today like i i use this a lot now is it's it's a better understanding of those fuel sources and having access to them but that access in my opinion it should be very very limited in how we use it and it's kind of like range of motion like 
it's not bad to have more range of motion as long as you can control it and you have the ability to move in and out of something. It's like if we're looking at um, somebody's like static posture, like, okay, that's their static posture, but is that static posture limiting their ability to move in and out of a range or do they have free access to that range of motion and the posture isn't dictating uh, or limiting like their, their access to movement. And so same thing with like emotional states and stimulus, um, kind of what I've been going through and looking at is, is that access to be able to dive into those states and then get out of those states. And those can be, those can be influenced through different stimulus like uh, caffeine, like um, ammonia, um, music, um, things like that. Like we, we talked about in the like previous uh, podcast with Devante of like finding that like tunnel vision. And so like in a lot of my videos, like using um, very, very aggressive like music. And so like I, I call fan. it like, Big I call it uh, like play violence. And so, yeah. but, but with that, like, it's kind of like that Pavlov dog effect where it only, it gets associated with this type of mindset and this type of state but that's not meant to be a sustained state. It's meant to be like, I'm, I'm using that fuel source. Again, it's a readily available fuel source that's there, but I'm accessing that with purpose and with intention. And so whenever I go into that headspace, it's for that purpose and that intention in trying to maintain that, but then getting out of it very quickly, like not trying to stay in that and that it shouldn't have an impact on the rest of my day. And, and so through these different stimulus like music, we can make that association of this mindset or this mental state or this emotional feeling to better access um, like that emotional fuel source. But if we're doing that, we have to have a recognition of not only that we're dependent or we shouldn't be dependent on that fuel source, but also that we need to keep it very, very limited to maintain the stimulus response that it's like hitting as hard as it needs to every single time. And so we do that like simple application, music goes up, gets violent whenever about to do something heavy, as soon as it's done, music goes down, changes. So what happens if you can't get out of that? Um, so it's, I mean, I think it's been a long, long time since I haven't been able to get out of it. But then hold on. Um, then to me, um, then then it, then it, then I would ask, how has that happened? Like how, like over a long time, how have you been able to get out of it quicker? Is that just you, the way you're, you, you've thought about it? Like, all right, well, I got to get out of this quicker. And then you, let's like a realization as such. So then you, you naturally tend to get out of it quicker. Or do you, do you work with yourself? Like how, what is your, because like for me, it's like, Again, I do the meditation shit. All yep. of the work I do is reading scriptures that put better, like more holier, happier thoughts in my head and then meditate with things. That's where like, I'll put myself in meditation scenarios where I purposely get all of the angst. I fill this shit up, but I'm not moving. I'm not reacting. So I, I literally train myself to be able to change the reaction instead of like, instead of, not being so reactionary changing the core of what the reaction would even be you know because again for like for me to react laughter and then later emotions of angst came up but i'm able to 
chill with them because I'm, oh, dude, what are we going to do this for now? What's the point? You did it already. You, you made it. You, you didn't get furious and hold it in. You were happy and laughing and felt like, oh, I feel bad for this guy because what are you talking about? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's where I do my shit. Where, how do you, what do you do that it's, uh, if you do, I don't know, like maybe you just have an analytic way of doing it that you analyze, all right, well, obviously it's not good to go through life like this. Let's, you know, so my question then again is how do you go from one time not not being so easy to get out of it and over time it's just Pablo's yeah. dogs with the fucking switch. Um, yeah, so like I've, I have nothing against meditation. It's just, it's never like worked for me to have that set time. And I think part of that though is because I'm so in my head all the time. Like, <laughs> all, like those mental movies always running, like always asking questions, always like, running through a thousand different scenarios of like how this goes like that's always my starting point of all of this before like if if I am like sounding board a question with somebody and like trying to work through something I've probably already run through a thousand things and like have narrowed it down to very very few so I can have that conversation like it's it's few and far between that I'm having the conversation of like it's just open I haven't thought about it and let's explore it just where my mind automatically goes like let's run through these scenarios what let's try to like define all these things let's contextualize it and build it down to like maybe a couple questions that I need I need an outside reflection on um so it's probably part of that um probably part of like over time it's it's having appropriate outlets um so like whenever like whenever those different states come up there is a positive outlet that i have for it um so like i i've talked about it some uh but i have this little saying it's uh exhaust the body settle the mind yeah because because i mean like like dude you like with the job that you were doing like it is impossible to like be angry pissed off after it's been a long day of work, you know what you want to do? Go home and sleep or just like sit down. Like you're too exhausted to like let all this angst and shit build up because you've expressed yourself. Um, you've had a physical expression that has created that exhaustion. Um, again, that's not always going to be true for like everybody. Some people are just going to like, yeah, some people are after work. Yeah. Yeah. But like I found for myself that that, that, exhaustion of the body is a good outlet where during that time I can just focus on that like I'm not focusing on anything else that goes on in life like I'm there in the moment and so that's been an outlet for me pretty constantly and same thing with like with sports I was very very focused in that everything else fell away at the time so I think early on I was able to identify a positive outlet and put energy into that. And so that's kind of like what my meditation was. I mean, I, like, I got a barbell in my hand when I was 12. And so I've, you know, I've been, I've been in the weight room, like different focuses, of course, because whenever it was, whenever I was playing sports, whenever it was a performance-based goal, like the weight room was just a thing that you did to get better at the sport. Like I never... I never had that like love for the weight room until I lost sports. And then I was able to identify like, Hey, this still, like this still holds value to me. So I, 
I'd say in like a meditative sense, like that's probably where I meditate. And it's not that meditation of reflecting on the issue. It's that I'm getting, I'm creating physical exhaustion. So then whenever I approach something, I have a different perspective on it that, that it's not just like all built up because I've already spent some of that energy. Um, kind of going off of that, probably two, two other things would be um, identified pretty early on that I'm going to have a different perspective on something after I go to sleep and wake up, like not even thinking about it, just getting sleep and waking up. I still might have some degree of it, but it's almost always lesser than the night before whenever I was like building it up or like fixating on it or something like that, that just with that time of sleep still might be mad about it, um, still might be upset about it, but it's to a lesser degree. Or there's been times where I like, okay, like I'm over it. Um, that and then like in another sense, like there's like we talked about before, it's, it's the acceptance of it, um, the acceptance of some extreme. So like when there's been, like when there's been times that I've been depressed, like I, I, one of the reasons I like Edgar Allan Poe, like I kind of lean into darker things. Um, and yeah, fun. well, in, in the, I think a lot of people avoid it because it's, it's not like, it's not happy. Like it's not fun to be in those places, but my like my perspective on it like I lean into it because that lean in is an acceptance that we don't get the extreme like the extreme joys without the extreme sadness and so viewing like viewing that emotional um spectrum to me by accepting like the extremes of it it's knowing that like like this feels so bad because at points in my life like things have felt so so good. good Yeah. And so, and there's always going to be that like fluctuation along the spectrum, like this isn't going to stick. This isn't going to stick. So oftentimes, you know, it's fluctuating in the middle and never like those hard drastic extremes, whenever it is those hard drastic extremes, like oftentimes like that's like, Hey, hold up. Something's going on. Like, let's dig a little bit deeper here that we're going through these, but, but just like that mindset of like, Hey, it's okay. Like it is okay to be here. Like it's, it's not fun. Like it's, it's not somewhere that I want to be 24 seven, but like, let me set with this. Let me feel with it. Cause I think a lot of people like whether it's through a vice, through a vice where they try to avoid something or just try to find distractions. Like a lot of people don't want to set with themselves. They don't want to set with their emotions that they're okay with setting with the positives, but not with the negatives. And they don't, they don't allow themselves to have an outlet for both that, that, you know, they, they might have outlets of celebrations and things they do when they're happy, but they, they never allowed them to set like to the other extreme of it. And so they don't have an outlet for it. They don't have positive tools to approach it and they don't accept it because they've time and time again, have built up avoidance patterns to try to get out of it. But whenever eventually those run their course where you, you can't call upon those anymore or that stimulus doesn't have as big of a response. And so eventually you're getting to like the point where you're forced to set with these things or you're forced to set in, in the extremes. And like, typically that's where we can see like more detrimental 
actions be taken because people haven't spent time there. And yeah, so for me, like probably all those that I have, I have the outlet of like physical exhaustion that helps with, helps me better analyze and like interpret things and like reflect upon things because I've exhausted, I have a like physical exhaustion. Um, like sleep has helped. And just, again, that acceptance that like, hey, this is what it is right now. Like I've experienced this before. I've experienced something completely different before. So maintaining that perspective, because I think that's something like people that set in the extreme of depression or uh, like chronic pain. That's another big one where we're like, it's, you almost lose hope that there's something else. And it's hard to maintain that perspective that like there's a light at the end of the tunnel or that I've experienced something different because you're so in the situation. But if you can take that approach where you can develop that mindset of like, hey, this is for now, but it's not for always. It's setting and feeling those emotions and not trying to like run away from them, but maintaining a perspective that like, this isn't always. Yeah, a lot of times we get comfortable in, um in like depression or our pain, things like mm -hmm. that. But like, so you got self-reflection, you self-reflect off. Yeah. So like that's said, the same, chaos. Yeah, Pure that's chaos. exactly, the, that's exactly, like, cause even for me, some mornings, you know, if, 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 if I wake up and it's just a natural, like, woof, we got something's up today, Lou, you know? And I do the meditation, I come out of the meditation, I'm still like fucked up. Physical is where I go next. All right, we're not going to the gym later. We're going right now. Let's get there. Yep. And after the gym, it tends to be so much better, you know? So I, I, I'll use the same, uh, the same form, you know? And for, even when I talk about meditation, I don't, I personally think everyone could benefit. I'm not saying everyone has to do it though. I just, for me, it's just phew, continues to, and just has changed everything for me. But it's also like what I'm, what I'm getting out of all these things too. It's when we uh, go into, like when we let the depression or the angst or the whatever be, without being it that's the form of detachment which is acceptance that i was that i that uh i speak about earlier in the sense of like letting thoughts just come and go you know because that's all they really are like like with yesterday instead of becoming the anger that was coming through off of words that was really not even said read it's like uh the, like it's detaching from what the possibility of becoming that anger is because you're detaching from the idea that you now have to become angry based off of something that was said, you know? So, and to me, that's the acceptance part that you're accepting the anger because you're detached, not really from it, but from the idea that you're now going to become it or it has to really become something. It could just be what it is real quick. It's like, uh, he's just driving by and he shot up a dude. Say, what up, bro? And you like, oh, that's anger. All right, see you later, anger. You know, instead of like, all right, let me hop in with this bitch and be the driver. And I'm driving in the angry car, you know, and I'm the lead guy. So it's it's like falls back into also like the way of things. It just really, really good, really, really bad. Yin and yang, all at the same time, all at once. And then really it's up to us as the individual of what we're going to do with that. Because like for you even to be so self-reflective to, and again, this is where my beliefs go to where they go. It's like with reincarnation and shit, it's like, how do some people navigate the world in such a way? Like for myself reflecting, it's the meditation shit. For you, it's that, but we got there, you know? And we have this understanding, like it's always forever. How do other people just never get there, you know? Or like, how do they, they're very aware of it, but they're just, 
fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's the constant question that I always ask. And again, to me, my answers brought me because of all the things I've looked into of the possibilities to reincarnation, a sense of like, what else? Because I don't believe this is just it right here. You know, you're born dead, boom, that's over. I just, to me, it's, and if that is, sucks. Like, cause I, my ways seem a lot more fun. Like, dude, I can next time be a fucking hawk or something sweet. Like, you know, and it's a cool, like progressive way for me to go about life of like, yo, if I just constantly work in the way I'm looking at it to like have, be in the heart over here, mostly like, when I was talking about that time walking across the street, dude yells, I was in that heart thought that at that time. That's why I left. Then the anger started coming up because then I got into the rational thinking mind of why I would be, how dare you disrespect me, talk shit. You know what I mean? Otherwise it's just, you know? So for me, it's, uh, it's detaching from this thing up here all the time and getting into the heart more because then it's changing what the reaction even could be, you know? Because even before it was like you said thoughts and then emotions and then actions, I kind of look at it as like, it might not even be a, a, like a linear progression as such where it could be like, depending on where you're sitting in life. Now, if I'm sitting in this heart over here, it might not be anything. It might just, it might be an action where it's the natural reaction that your angst causes me to laugh. That I didn't think about that. I didn't have an emotion. Then I had an emotion and then the thought. So it was actually the exact opposite spectrum. If I'm looking at something that's personally happened to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now this is after all the things I've done and that's just with me. But again, that's why I just think it's so like wild how uh, some of us get somewhere, some of us don't. And then what the fuck is that? Now, obviously it could stem to your entire base down childhood, some genetics in there. But again, that's the reincarnation part, I believe. Too. So yeah, like- because I don't even know I was, if I could form a question yeah, out of that. I was I was just going to say, like, I, I think ultimately it comes down to, like, like finding a way to facilitate self-awareness. Like, that that's where it comes from. And whether, like, you speak to some, how, like, some people never get there. Like, whether it's whether it's the tools, whether it's the resources, whether it's the the models that they can look to of people that that display that. Like, there's a ton of reasons why it might not happen but ultimately like it, it comes down to are you self-aware or are you not and it's again it's never a like yes no there's going to be degrees to it and fluctuations of that through your life where you're more or less self-aware depending on like what's going on and what you're doing but but it's finding self-awareness where you can start having these conversations you can start um, analyzing the mind the heart things like that but it's only it's only at that point where like you you find some way to generate that self-awareness whether that's through through meditation whether that's through working out whether that's through like talking to somebody going to therapy like anything like that it's all those can work it's just for somebody if they're trying to find self-awareness like it it's finding that outlet or finding that medium that helps facilitate that, that allows them to, to start reflecting. Like, I think, think that's the, a big thing. Like a lot of people are bad at asking themselves questions and like, and even worse on trying to answer those questions. But do you think that's because they're scared of the answers they're going to get? Could be like it again, it, it could be that, that they're afraid to figure, find out who they really are. Um, there could be some shame to it that, 
they shouldn't be asking these questions because it goes against whatever like lifestyle, religion, whatever constraints they have. It could be that they've never like in their life, they've never had somebody that displays that. And so like, how am I supposed to know something that I've never seen that I've never, that I've never been aware of, or like, I've never, I've never had like the resource of whether that's in a medium, whether that's in a book or whether that's in a parent, like if you've never had, like, it's hard to know what's going on outside your world. If you've never seen it displayed or demonstrated, it could just be like, could just be that like, you've never given, you've never been given those resources or like had those tools to, to help with it. It could be any of those reasons. It could be all those reasons. That's why communism is fucking terrible. Huh? So that's why communism is terrible. Because the state <laughs> runs what you think. But um, no, that's exactly when you said that with uh, the things that you're around, if you ever had those options, like, of course, if you have certain thoughts, like, let's say a kid's like, I think um, I think I like guys, like, and the place they come from is just like, no fucking way this ad's happening. That's going to conflict in them heavy. Mm-hmm. And then that can manifest some terrible shit. And it really does come, just come down to whatever form you're going to find your self-awareness instead of, oh, that's again, like it all really just comes down to that. Like the way I look at it with the self, like I never, ever, ever anymore want to find myself going because this person did, I am, or because this person said it, because, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like the four, when I read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, that's part of the Toltec uh, warrior tradition is the four agreements are don't assume don't take anything personal, may, be impeccable with your word and do your best at those three things. And it's I'm like, just, I'm, I'm laughing. Sorry to interrupt, but like, I'm here. laughing because this book keeps coming up. Like I maybe at some point I'll read it, but it keeps coming up in my life. Like not just through you, but like some other people especially in the last week it's probably come up like four times where like probably the universe is telling me, Hey, like, I, dude, you basically lived the book, if you ask me. Well, because because I've like, and that's the thing, like I've had some different conversations that the book has come up in, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is. I've never read that, but like one I was talking about the other day, it was like, I have no responsibility to your emotional reaction. So like, for me to limit myself and walk on eggshell eggshells because I'm worried about how you're gonna react or how you're gonna respond to what I say, it's not my responsibility. It, and that's that's not a pass for like, hey, go be a dick to people. Exactly. It's, I was going to say, like, as long as your intentions are pure. Exactly. Like, I have to own my shit. I have to own what exactly. I'm saying. And like, oftentimes, like, whenever, like, if if I'm getting into deep conversations of like, hey, like, I'm going to hold this mirror up because like, you need it. Like, it comes from a good place. But but again, it's also like, it, it took me a while to get to that point. But that acceptance of like, I'm not responsible for your emotions. Like you're going to interpret things. You're going to, you're going to take my words how you want. As long as I know it's coming from a good place, it's coming from a positive place that like there's, there's freedom in self for me to be able to express, but also I'm not like, I'm not restricting myself because I know like no or accept like However you take this, you take this. It's not my responsibility because I can't control that. I can only control what I can control, but I also shouldn't limit or restrict myself because I'm fearful or worried about how you're going to interpret it because I have no idea. 
Yeah, I, I would do the exact same thing, but I've learned for myself. It's also how I say things and like my, mm -hmm. the way I'm saying it. Cause, and with dope, honestly, I go by my parents all the time on the weekends. It's such a great um, family and shit like that. But it's also like practice for me to learn how to talk with people without sounding so like, <laughs> not my fault. That's how you thought I said what I said. You know what I mean? Because it's like, all right. Yeah, although I know my intentions are always nowadays coming from a place of like love and like never trying to fuck with humans ever. Like my intentions nowadays really are never in a like, I want anyone, like even with yesterday with the with the friend who said some shit, like there were thoughts of like, Brr! but it's like, why, why? You know, so now it's intent like this. I have nothing but love for you, homie. Like if you ever want to holler back ahead, but like, I'm not going to fucking play part of the game, you know? I'm not gonna play the game. On my game is my game, you know. I'm not gonna get dancing over there because that dance is a dance of anger that I'm not trying to get involved in. You want to come out and just hang out, cool. But if it's gonna involve angst and bullshit, I'm just not with that. So it's like, um, fuck. Where am I going with this now? Son of a bitch. You, you can be tactful with your approach. I think that's kind right. of where you're getting yeah. at. Is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It doesn't have to be like one one approach for everyone. Like you might take an initial approach and then they might respond. And then off of that response, like you can evaluate it and analyze it and be like, okay, like maybe I could approach this differently, but it's, it's not through, again, if, if it's coming from a place of good intention, it's not limiting where like, oh, I'm restricted. I shouldn't talk about this or shouldn't say that. It's more so like, hey, if, if I'm trying to like get this across so it can have potentially like a positive influence or like, it can reveal something that like, hey, maybe you should like be aware of this or like here's like here's something you should start thinking about. Like you can be tactful in that approach. It's the same thing with like working with clients, like having multiple resources is the best thing you can do as a trainer or as a That's coach because you can say something falls on deaf ears. Like, okay, here's some videos. Here's some podcasts. Like here's some other people saying the things and then like they have the epiphany and they're like, Oh, they said this. Like, isn't this such a good idea? You're like, yeah, I've been saying that for ten weeks. But yeah, like, <laughs> fantastic. Dude, Let's go. Once, once you made that, once you said that, I know exactly what he means now. Yeah, like that's exactly what it was. Because I would only have one approach, and that's the aggressive, not it's angry, but aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Now it's more like I'm over here trying to crochet, like nice and slowly make something nice. And and it, I've gotten so, and I'm realizing more. It's like, yo, be a mirror for people without. Uh, handing the mirror to them you know what i mean be yep. a mirror for people without putting one in front of yourself because you just say no no don't look at me look at you it's like look through me to see yourself you well, know what i mean yeah and like i i like that you're bringing that up because like that sometimes that's such a good approach to to put the reflection on you whenever whenever you're trying to bring something up to someone else you're like Hey, this is like, I went through this. This was my experience. This is some mm. things I started identifying, like without even saying it, it's like, could this be similar to you? Dude, that's exactly what it is. And that's again, why I, cause I really like, I, you know, with the passion and shit like that, like, yo, I get so jacked up about X, Y, and Z. The things I get the most jacked up about is learning about the human and it's through myself and then helping others with that like I love psychology and like I would become a therapist if I was with this ideas at 20 I go to college just to get the paperwork and all that bullshit because I know a lot of kids out there personally that are becoming therapists and it's like 
the fuck have you ever looked at yourself? Now you're going to look at everyone else tell them how to live their lives? Like, for real, I know some people that, some people that have hit me up, like, oh, uh, I have a uh, test or a paper to write on this book. I know you read it. Could you help me out? Like, your job is going to be helping humans. You want me to fucking write this thing for you? But that's the shit I really love doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's just, uh, that's uh, where eventually I think I want to go with things is really trying to be like, not a, I don't even like to say therapist. Because to me, once I'm a therapist, you have to be a patient. That means you got something wrong. I got to talk to you back, which means you're forever in a box of being a patient instead of two people just talking. You know what I mean? I want to get so much into this and figuring all this out that I could just be a mirror for someone else. Whether that's you dealt with angst, you dealt with lust, you dealt with this pain, that pain, this thing. Because it's all really the same emotions, just in our own expressive ways, however it may have felt. You know, like when I would go through life reacting with anger, other people go through life reacting with terrible sad. Like I have some friends that they, woe is me, they'd cry. Mine would be, woe is me, I'm furious, let's kill everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm understanding more and more and more. It's still the same exact emotion. Just a human expresses these things. Like it's still a powerful feeling within us. And now it's like, all right, how can I get more and more and more and more to be open for someone else to just really figure this shit out through me? You know what I mean? Then I, I am, even when I say that, I'm like, how the fuck does that even make sense? But it's like, that's the path I'm trying to go down more and more and more because I straight up, like even these kinds of say, like I fucking love thinking like this and like, and getting in people's minds and being in my mind. And that's the shit I truly love doing is trying to really figure out other humans. And then maybe it's a way I figure out myself even more and more. Well, and, you know, to, to kind of like build on that, like, think about it this way. You're already doing it. Like, this is the medium that you've chose to do it, that a podcast can facilitate those discussions, not just with the people that you can bring on to have the conversations with, but the people that are listening, like that's how you help people. And like, that's how you continue the conversation is like directly through you, the conversation with the guests that you bring on, but also the people that listen to it and the people that are listening that want to take that next step and have a conversation directly with you. Like that, that's the medium that you've been able to choose where it, it might not be through a like degree in an office, but like it, you're still you're still getting the same fulfillment and passion that you want. Like you found it, man. In lieu we trust. You know, oh, thank you. That's dope. I, I, that's what I was because that's what I'm trying to do, obviously, with the podcast. Because me being getting drunk and angry, like I would, I had a realization. Where I'm like, yo, I'm literally walking around taking notes for the podcast, but they're all me things pissed off, judging things. How am I supposed <laughs> to go through this life trying to dissolve myself of judgment of things while I'm doing this? They just don't work. So I'm like, all right, fuck this. Let's do, make it what we really want. If people that used to like the way it used to be don't, I'm sorry, you'll find something that you like. You know, for me, I this is what it is. And it's a better message too than just putting out all the things that piss me off and all that. But like, when you say that, it's like, over this last weekend, I was, I was on some fitness shit, right? And after the whole thing's over, someone that was there, I don't want to put this shit out there, but like, you would assume everyone there is going to ask homo about fitness. You know what I mean? And everyone left and it was just me, someone was working out there and I go up to him and didn't, I was like, listen, your mind is way too advanced for me to ask you about anything fitness. I mean, you know it all. I want to know about that. And we just started rapping on the mind. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, that's the shit. And then for like two days, that's all we did. He did the fitness thing over there. But after hours, me and him are talking about the universe, why we might be this way and all this shit. It's a big fucking name out there. 
you know, it's not shallow. I'll just throw that out there. So if you were at the fittest thing, it's the other guy. <laughs> but, but like those, those are the things that can matter though. Like, like yeah. the, the thing that fitness is the thing that brings us together. Like that's the commonality that we found that have connected us, but it's not like the people that are get stuck or pigeonholed is like, I'm fitness. I'm just fitness. We can only talk about fitness. You know what? I'm talking about fitness over and over and over. Like, like, I don't want to talk about different ways to do a bicep curl. I don't care. But like, but we found this like interconnectivity of like, hey, we both have a passion for this and how that starts expanding. Like your passion for fitness almost across the board when we have that conversation, it's, well, I'm passionate about fitness because I want to help people. Okay, you want to help people? Like, let's start expanding. How do you want to help people? And like, and it expands like, it expands so much. That's where we get into these conversations about like self and the universe and like aliens and all that, where like, this is just the medium that helped us get to this point to meet up, to link up. And now, now we can have the other conversations and, you know, potentially the more impactful, meaningful conversations, because it's not just about this one thing that connected us. We're expanding out and expressing different ways that we're connected because we're not so singular that like this can be the only thing. It's we're people. We're ever evolving and adapting, and and most of us. Yeah, we should be. Should be. Some of us go through just. But like it's it's the complexity of the human that like interests me, interests you, and so being able to have conversations where it's not just limited to this one lens that we can start throwing on lenses and like get weird places and talk about everything that, that like, that's, that's what gets exciting that, you know, we started from this point and now we're way the fuck over here. Like, I have no idea how we got here, but like, (laughs) I wrote down, I wrote down first art and Raven poem. And I was going to like continue that. So I do show notes. That's That's all I have. I haven't written anything down because we've just boom, 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 been everywhere. It's friggin' amazing. It's amazing. But like you said, yeah, we have that that connection, like the one passion, whatever, went together. And now it's pick on things because other people, it's like that's that's their shit. And it may be never born for them. Only talking about quote unquote fitness. And that could be human anatomy, which if you're fascinated about human anatomy and inner workings, you can go about that all day. Like mm-hmm. there really is so much going on without it. With a human, you can never touch on the psychology part. You don't have to. Although it's all intertwines, but that's just how much goes on in here, you know? So it's like that one passion brings us all together, like you said, and then you get to stem off and go into so many outer, deeper things of it. And then we get to like, and honestly, it is a lot of help for people because then if they listen to this and they're interested, it's like maybe someone's going through some shit and like, oh, maybe I could try that or reach out to one of them, you know, to figure that shit out. But I got a question for you is why anger? Because like I said earlier, I've realized in life, because one time I would have trouble a lot with living in only the ego based. If it's all me, fuck everyone. Where it's like, I don't understand why are you such any look how recent. And the, mostly it's a joke when I say everyone's a pussy now. I mean mm-hmm. that literally not. But really, it's like I would walk around like you're so everyone's such a pussy. Like why are you like look? I can rip my finger out of my fucking socket at work and be all right with it. While other people had to go home that day, grown men. So, but instead of judging it about it, it's just a realization. Like one, we're all different too. It's like I came through with anger and lust as the two main drivers of emotion for me. And that's the things I work on the most. That's why I'll sit in meditation for myself and I'll put myself in, I'll I'll visualize something that could possibly make me angst 
or something that's happened in life that's caused angst and I'll sit with it to dissolve those emotions within because I'm letting it all just be without becoming it. And then t- they tend to like, it's like they're taking off a coat more and more. It's like, hey man, let's go. We're not as mad about that anymore. Great. Or lustful. That's the main driver that I'm, because you got porn everywhere. You got things, we, and not just sexual desires, lusting for things like we all do. Like, hey, hey, give me, give me, give me. You know, mind your music, it's food and, and sex. So it's like, uh, then I, then other people I'm friends with, exact opposite. It's like the sadness and the uh, you know natural reactions of crying to things, you know, and, and and I've understood that more. That we're just different, like, and there's nothing more. It's literally the exact, like I said, it's the exact same emotion, just expressed differently. The way, like, if I if I jam this finger and it, it's pain, I get into angst, like you motherfucker, like to anger through it. Other people stub a toe and it's like, ah, and the crying and the this, which that's just the difference. So then I ask, why anger? So I think like, first off, I think like there's, I don't know what they are, but there's probably like some like primal emotions that are quick to be called upon. So probably like happiness, sadness, anger, fear, like those are probably four essential, like in the pool and like the, you know, the like primary quote unquote emotions, like those are probably four of the top ones I'd point to that, that are readily available, very, very quick to experience that it can come from, like, even from a very, very young age, we can see those displayed. And so that, you know, the complexity of emotion develops over time and, and is like expressed in different ways the older we get because I think we add and we build upon that but those four there might be some others I don't know I'm just now thinking about this but like those four are very very quick to call upon and so by the same sense that you were talking about like somebody's gonna cry when they stub their toe and somebody's gonna like get pissed off and flip the table um that they're kind of in lieu of like all of them are in this like interlocked continuum together that that we're setting like in the middle of it and we have access to all of them. It's just where we lean. So in part, like my lean was probably more towards anger, anger than any of the other ones. Um, and then like, if we're looking at like, like uh, childhood stuff, I mean, my parents got divorced really, really young. And so like they separated pretty young. So part of it, you know, part of it's probably there. Like that's what I'm trying uh, to get at. Cause yeah, where would yeah. the lean come from? Like I, I've done my work in the sense that I'm pretty, like there's definitely more to go, but I know like anger runs this motherfucker mostly. You know what I mean? That's just the questions I had. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, part of it's probably like the aspects of like, of the divorce of like, there's probably some like abandonment issues in there. There's um, like, I was our, me and my siblings uh, dad was like our primary provider. Like we lived with him growing up. And so like with him, he wasn't, super emotionally expressive and so like you know parts of that whereas my mom was like to the other extreme and so that that could potentially be why like I look to extremes of things because I knew extremes and mm. and then also like growing up like in those situations it wasn't it wasn't like the the greatest divorce like there there was displays of anger and there was there was a lot of tension at that time and so it's something that like I was that I was able to see. And so like, I had that visual and like mental representation of what this is. So, you know, all those kind of coming in, that's probably why I lean to it. And then like having that, 
and then like pairing that with sports and because the sports I thrived in were contact sports Mm -hmm. they were I always like I always used to joke that like um all power no finesse like that is that is my (laughs) athletic ability and so that that was my electrical career for the first like (laughs) eight years and it's what everyone would say bro stop don't we don't even use actors stop fucking breaking everything need some finesse in this game (laughs) um but yeah like I I found I just had that pair very very early on and so those two just kind of fit together of like hey this is how you feel about something this is now how we can express that through like a physical display of running through somebody or literally taking somebody in wrestling, picking them up and throwing them to the ground. So like those, those just happened to like align early for me. So like part of that lean is, is probably some from some of those things. Um, You know, there's probably some other things that I could like point to or look to, but like, that's, that's where mine was a bigger lean. And it's not to say like I was, like always in that, like, of course, the, like, experienced all the other emotions that came with it, like, it wasn't just so singular, but I carried that around for a long time, and it was really, it was really that moment at, um, at that wrestling practice, or that wrestling meet that I was like, I'm fucking exhausted, man, I can't keep doing this, and, like, it, it was just as simple as that, like, it was a shift in perspective, where, like, I'm too tired, I, I can't keep doing this. I've run to, I've, I've exhausted my resource. I'm too tired. Like I've got to figure out how to do this differently. And again, that's where my fucking beliefs with the reincarnation. Cause I'm like, how the fuck does this guy realize that at a wrestling meet in that age? And like, I look at myself and it's like, I think it was last year, maybe a year and a half at this point, I was in a, my brother's bedroom in Astoria. You want to talk about anger? he was here to explain it, it was like crippled by angst to the point where like, and that's what happened to me. That happened to me actually, fuck, fuck the internet, not too long ago when all I was reading about, because I had, I love, I, instead of judging, I want to understand. So I, I started reading a lot of like how tyranny comes about, um, communism and fucking the biology of the human mind and, and behaviorism and all these fucking things and colonialism and imperialism and blah, 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 blah. And it got me just to a point where I was crippled in angst. I went by my parents' house. I showed up on Friday. I was already in a fucking mood. Saturday, it got worse because oh, it was 9-11. I was having so many fucking mixed emotions with things on social media, all the, to literally, I had to leave Sunday in such a fucking rage. I was crippled for like two days of just pure, like the Sunday and then Monday I was crippled in angst. And then Tuesday I was crippled in just the after effect of angst that I was drained. And that was not, that was only a couple months ago. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like uh, always a fuck, but that you, that was my life for a long time. Just being, that's why I became a drug addiction. Cause again, it's tiring. And how do you stop thinking? You blow a ton of Oxycontin, you know what I mean? So it's, that's, that's how that comes about. So instead of running from the thoughts, you go to the thoughts, realize you're not the thoughts, but like, that's, uh, that's the thing about angst, depression. It, we realize it's just baggage and it's luggage. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I think that's why we're here. When we want to talk about why humans do what they do. It's like to learn these things and to shed them. So our next go round, must again, be like my brother. I look at my brother, like you gotta be reincarnated, bro. Cause you're the most, like he gets angry and shit, but he looks at things naturally. I'm like, bro, I got to read the Bible, read about God, meditate to get where you naturally are. 
And he came from the same fucking family. Yeah, my parents had him seven years later, so he's a little calmer. He didn't go through some of the things in life I did, but he still had his his issues, his things. So again, that's why I get there because I mean, my homie's what 19, 20, 21 at this wrestling match realizes that it's like, oh, and you still have it. I think that was like fifteen. Sorry, fifteen, even (laughs) fucking better. (laughs) But but like one, you know, one thing I want to point out though is like, is twofold that. It, it's not that it won't happen because like right. i still angry like i i use it almost like twice a week at the gym but like very very selective when i use it but like you you still get that angst you still like get angry get worked up and and that's okay like that's that's part of it like there's the acceptance of that like the goal isn't not to have those it's to it's to have the access and be able to move out of it but also like for you, like reflecting on it that like, oh, I got here. Like, it's not bad that you got there. And if anything, it's a marker to the progress that you've done where like, okay, I got to this point and like, it took me some days, but like I sat with this, I like kind of worked through it and like, didn't go to the opposite side of like your life fell apart. And like you, you went to like vices or avoidance patterns where like, I can't deal with this. Like it, it, it's a sign of progression, even in that, like the, the goal is not to not experience these things. It's how, like how we, how we deal with them essentially is like, that's where we need to identify and like make note of like, Hey, this is progress. And that's what it's about. If, if we're trying to like grow and develop, it's, it's just making note of the progress. Yeah. Something that's helped me not get so heavy on myself when I like angst would ensue or something like that. Cause like when I had the, the, that weekend of nine 11, I'm like, what was all this work for? Like, look at you, like how, and then I realized like, Oh wait, I just put a ton of information over the last couple months in my head. That's going to get me here. And I've been neglecting learning the other shit like Ram Dass and, and Bhagavad Gita and getting back to the scriptures. Like I would let happen in my life. Now I realize I need the balance learn about this stuff while at least every day you got this going on so you don't let this override this and it's like anything else yin and yang and we're doing balance over here you know and something that's helped me not be so heavy is when again ramdas is the dude i fucking go to me i you know look look you see behind me that's all rami dami and then jim morrison because you know (laughs) lizard king he could do anything but um is when he was like he died in i think his 70s and in like a year before he died he something was going on and he started second guessing his whole spirituality and holiness and life. Like, did he, was he a fucking fraud because of a thought he had or something? And I'm like, wow, that like the game, the point is like when he talks about his guru, his guru made it. He was just in this physical form, like his last time, like he, because of the way he explains it, but that's so fucking rare. The point is like, you're always going to have this human experience. You're going to be dealing with and the human experience comes with, the ups, the downs, the quote unquote negatives, positives, all that. And it's like, instead of getting down on it, realize it's all part of the game. It's part of the dance. It's, it's a job. It's work. Show up every day and do your thing. You don't have to hate it. You could love it, you know, like any job you got. And for me, it's like, you sure, if you look at your life yourself as the job, it gets exhilarating because you see it start to work in action. You start to see how you, you're creating your life. You're not letting life coast through life. You're not letting life create you, you know? Like Jesus said some shit about like you're in the world, but not of the world where like, I'm not going to walk outside happy, get mad because someone else is making me mad. You know, like we're going to work on just being there. Homie's mad. That's for him. All right. That's I'm mad. See you later, man. I'm Lou. Nice to meet you. Like maybe you'll be happy tomorrow and we'll be cool. You know, like 
that's where I look to go with it. And even have, you just have to have that understanding is never going to be perfect. There's no such thing. You know, like when we design the programs and all that shit, you're going to do your best to get the perfect, but you're ever going to get there? I doubt it. Like, you know, so it's always understanding that this is a fucking job and it's not a job you hate because it's, you're, once you fucking get to your mastery here on the best level you need to be mastered with yourself, that's it. Like to me, that's it. Like everything else is just what it is. And it's, Every other job is typically easier. Like, oh, no, I have to film content, learn, write a blog, uh, create electricity, wake up at 5 a.m., go to a job till fucking 3 p.m. Like, after doing all this shit, that's just something. That's just part mm-hmm. of something, you know? So that's something that's helped me is, is understanding it's never-ending. Like, because something, God, yo, the way I look at it is, like, if I woke up and someone in my immediate family's dead, we got a fucking problem. That's when I don't know how much of this works is going to work. You know, that's, that's the thing I think about. I still meditate on that shit. Like, so I've gone to the stoic philosophy as well is like a memento mori world dimes. And I've, I've meditated on being at my parents' funerals and shit. My brother's like, it's not an easy fucking thing to do. Even thinking about it, you get a little choked up obviously, but like, it's also what's going to happen eventually. You know, I can go first who the fuck knows, but like, it's always a job. Cause even as I say this, I'm not sitting here by any means saying I can handle anything. You know, I do look at death a lot, death a lot differently, but that's based on what I've perceived so far. Like experiencing a quick one with my uncle back in the day, who was like more of a brother type of thing. That's buffered it, my uh, grandfather, but I'm not sitting here saying like, yo, it's all good. It's just understanding it's a constant fucking job, you know? And to me, that's the most exhilarating thing because like you got something to do every day and that's work on this. Yeah, and I think with that, like it's talking about, having or creating an expansive perspective on it that that if you if you've done the work to expose yourself to these things it's kind of like exposure therapy like thinking through these things like through smaller bits of just like practice and like visualization it's like hey i'm experiencing this like if if it is death of a family if it is like some like a like PR if it is like completing something like it all falls in the same line of like a little bit of uh, visualization that exposure therapy that you're leading little bits to like okay like I'm trying to work through this I'm trying to work through this it's not going to be as impactful as the actual moment but it's going to lessen the effect of like how hard it might hit or or your ability to like either like respond appropriately or just be able to like take it in where it's not like oh this happened and like I never even thought about this like that's going to hit a lot harder than if you've actually taken the time and like allowed yourself to think about think about some of these things like whether they're good whether they're bad but you've you've created that time for yourself and you've expanded your perspective of understanding that like hey here's like here's the whole of the um chessboard and like I understand how all these things move and so then I can like then I can participate in this game like a lot of times I've had the conversation with people like being an active participant in your life like a lot of people are okay with you know they're they're just okay with like sitting over here and like watching the game play out like I I decided a long long time ago like hey I'm gonna sit at the table and like we're gonna do this thing that that all of the opportunities I've had, like I've like, sure there's, there's right time, right place. Like got lucky on some stuff, but it didn't happen in itself. Like there was thought that went into it. There was direction that went into it and trying to create 
trying to create those opportunities and those experiences for myself. It's the exact same thing of like you going to Miami, like just by going and taking that, like you've set a different trajectory to your life through the connectability, through the experience that you would not have had if you weren't an active participant in your life. Cause you could sit back and be like, you'd be like, Oh, that'd be great. Or like, those are really cool people. I wish I could do that. Instead. You're like, Nope, going to Miami. Yep. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I mean when I say you're either creating or you're coasting. You know, like a lot of people coast through life thinking what they're doing is something they truly chose. But that's what we always say about like, pick a job you love, you'll never work. But how many people are working and hating it that they got to distract on the weekend and then they're tricking themselves by becoming this caricature. Uh, like, and I always relate to construction because that's what I was into so long. And it's like, a lot of people talk as if they're miserable, but they're doing this every day. And every weekend they're distracting, waiting for this retirement as if that and happiness is going to come. When it's like, why don't you start creating your fucking life instead of coasting through waiting for something to make you happy, you know? So it's, that's exactly what that is to me. It's like, and it's easy though. That's the thing is that's what people, I don't know if they understand or if we want to understand again, that's why I get to reincarnation because of how the fuck it's like, things are not supposed to be quote unquote easy, easy to me. Like, I look at things as easy because, like I said, because of what I've gone through and, what, and mentally well, like now everything's just a plus. Like, what am I going to cry about having to discipline myself to sit down and learn or write a fucking blog? Like, get over yourself. That's what I talk to myself. You know, I know a lot of people don't have whatever, but like, it's like everyone just like, that's just worried about the meta universe coming. Like, instead of being like, you know what I'd really love to do? Be one of those people in the fitness world and, and go jive with them and, and go to Miami and shit. I'll just create a fucking avatar that does that. So I don't have to do anything. Like, all right, kids, good luck. It's like, we want every, because we're conditioned to, to, to uh, comfort. That's why everything mm-hmm. we produce is the comfort for the being. Make it instantly gratificated. But what if that's even a word? Gratificated? Wow, I just made it up. It is now. Instinct, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, instantly gratificated. And that's Come what on. we all want. And, and, uh, ching. and that's like, well, it's like, to me, is like almost one of the reasons is like to, to get, understanding like yo anything worth some while you gotta put work into and even like you said earlier about i forgot exactly what you said but it's like to me it's we're born into this human body and automatically i got it going on like think about the gym is the prime example of what i'm trying to explain how many times you, and it made it me forever working out until three four years ago and i got a cpt and gave a fuck and started learning about all this it's like mom i'm born into this human body you don't think i know how to talk how to work out obviously because it's all this i got i was born here when it's like, I'm reading books, how to talk to humans properly. You know what I mean? Um, you learn how to actually operate through space, time. There's so many deep understandings to this. And it's like, ah, right, you need to go ignorant and coast through what you can create by really figuring things out, getting into it, see what you like, what you don't like, experience things instead of molding into the typical go to the cycle of it, the monotony, the, the done, the done, the done, tricking yourself because you just don't want to take control because it is so much easier being told what to do. So so many people fucking love it. But then some of us are just born with that natural incapability to be told what to do, really. You know, like my body's like, yo, you're going to go bald. I'm like, oh, we are? No, we're not. Let's, it's like, I've never had long hair in my life. When I'm going bald is when I decide to grow it out. Like it's, it's like some of us just have that natural innate cap- capability to be like, no, nah, I'm going to figure this thing out because that's what I'm into doing. And then a lot of other people just love being told what to do. And I think that's why so many people don't create their life. Because then they're in charge. And then that's why so many people blame others. And do you hear what that bitch just said to me? 
Like, yo, what if that quote-unquote bitch has been through a fucking day you couldn't even fathom and you just expect everyone to talk so nicely to you because you just expect it. You know what I mean? Like, again, the four agreements, that's beautiful. But like, I don't even know where I'm going with the sound instead of the, help me out here. Create, uh, oh, creating and coasting shit. Like, yeah, no. yeah. So like, I really Creative. like that creating and coasting and, and to kind of like, add to it like I, I think a lot of people are like because coasting is comfortability and mm-hmm. like a lot of people like being comfortable and like like what's easy and and I think it would create a like we'd probably be better off as a society if we had more discomfort like at yeah, all yeah. levels things yeah. have gotten pretty comfortable so looking at how to introduce discomfort to your life or stress like here here's the truth of it like yeah we have there is stress in life but humans were built to adapt from stress like we need stress yes exactly like need stress and need an outlet for that stress and i think we've gone away of like getting like we've gone away from experiencing actual stress actual stress and so we yeah, create mental stress, stress and like, yeah we create yeah, mental absolutely. stress constantly with the bills and the fuck it's like all right you're stressed about bills because you're not controlling yourself to hold the money to have the money for the bill to not be upset about the bill you're now stressing that you have to work longer because your kid's going to college when what did you expect him to be dumb and then you'd be pissed off talking shit about how dumb your fucking kid is and can't get into college we create stress because we know i got food i got shelter for the majority of people, at least in the country yeah. we're from, you know, I got food, I got water, I'm good like that. Uh, I'm not getting robbed. Like not many people worry about getting fucking robbed or, or beat on their way to work or some shit. Maybe in their mind. That's why we have the most ever in any civilization. Yet we're the most depressed because, like you said, and, and look at um, obesity and all that. Like yeah, like seventy some odd percent of the nation, or sixty some odd percent of the nation's obese and all that. And it's like that's because we're not putting putting through physical stress. So our men, we're all medicated because our mental stress is through the roof. Because there's really not much true stress except these created stress. And I think all these people talking about express your feelings and your emotions. That's a good in a certain circumstance. But you're letting these kids run around strictly in their feelings. You can't do that. Like, because if that's the case, people that would live in feeling of anger are going to go get fucking violent. And all mm-hmm. these kids that are living in the feeling of, of sadness are going to die. Like, that's that's just what you're going to go back to the primitive ways where we're just whoa, 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 strong survive type shit. You know what I mean? Because you're letting everyone live in or you're going to let the government censor so many fucking things because God forbid someone feels hurt, which that's going to create the opposite part of that which is angst and violence. And you're going to give these psychopaths that are like, they're like, I want to get political, but you know, those real crazy Trump people that still think he's president. Mm-hmm. You're going to create more of those people. You know what I mean? The people that it's just wild. You know, you look on, you look on social media, how the Kyle Rittenhouse case, for example, all the kids fake crying. Have you ever been like, bah, 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 just like this, instead of like, Oh, what the fuck are we doing here? Let's just all be humans together. Let's figure this out. We got laws in place, but people try to take these sides because this, the, the actual stress isn't there and we fucking need it. That's the, we need it. That's how we develop. We adapt through stress. Put yourself through minor, minor stress. That's how we adapt. And unless you're getting that physical stress or fit working with this shit in some way, you're going to just, you're going to, and that's why, Physically fit people seem to be naturally more happy because I think that's what that's doing too is 
figuring through stress. Like you go through a wild workout. It's not often like you say, what is the saying you say about, uh, we just talked all about it. Exhaust the body, settle the mind. Exactly. That's exactly what that is. You're putting yourself through such stress that your mind's like, all right, forget it. <laughs> We're good. Never mind. Don't have time for this. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just trying to Let put one foot in front of the other. You know, so if you look at the way this society is exactly that, yo, we're all really out of shape. We're all highly medicated. And now we're being catered to our emotions and feelings. Like mommy's just going to hold on to that cradle for the rest of our lives. It's like, go see what that creates. Good fucking luck. And I'm just glad I'm getting to more points of just enjoying it. Like that's us sound like I'm in Switzerland. Ever since I found out that terminology, I love that. Like I'm playing Switzerland on this one. That's <laughs> so cool. That's the way I look at it. Like, yeah, dude, I'm in Switzerland. Like you guys over there talking, man. Like it's it's so wild to, to watch. Like it's watching a sporting a game just for the love of the game, but not giving a fuck who wins. It's so dope because you don't have to be like, oh, it was a, you can't see how awesome of a game it was because your team lost, as if you're getting paid or on the team. But like. It's, that's what's so cool about this whole, especially right now, how nuts people are going. Cause you see it like, bro, all you do is re are you getting paid by anyone to constantly post this propaganda? Cause that's what all, all of it is, is just constantly go this way. And then the exact opposite person, the exact same thing. And it's like, and then look down, bring down the physics. Like, yo, you keep creating each other. And I'm just in the middle watching. I'm like, this is an amazing game. Keep it up people. Cause this is fun. You know, where's the popcorn? It's, it's amazing how how we just naturally do that. And again, it's because we don't have those stresses to go. Because like, if you wake up and you're furious about X, Y, and Z, and then you go have a, and you're into fitness and you have a wild workout, you love the run, you go on your eight mile run, you love the bike, whatever it is, doubt you're going to go post that bullshit after. You know what I mean? I doubt you're going to go on to Instagram and be like, yeah, fuck the liberals or yeah, fuck the right, left. I don't even know whose side is what, you know? Like, so it's exactly what it is. And again, if you look at the society, we are, again, I'll say it again, we're, we're out of shape. We're diseased mentally, physically. We don't fucking move. We have an abundance of high calorie, low nutrition foods that tons of people have easy access to. And that's what's constantly promoted. Medicine's constantly promoted instead of other things, which medicine's needed in some circumstances, but they become the crutch instead of trying to actually like, right, we'll, we'll use it as a Band-Aid, but you know, if you cut your toe off, you're not gonna keep bandaging it. Like you're gonna fucking figure it out. You know, you know what I mean? And like that's what we're just doing is give me the band-aid, shut up. Let me go back to my 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 really my drug abuse, whether it's coffee and cigarettes or coffee and alcohol, coffee during the week, keep you going, alcohol on the weekend, whatever it is, instead of going and finding stressors. And stresses to me are fun as fuck. Like I go into the gym, I put my body through physical stress, I feel great after. I jump out of an airplane. The inner parts of me are stressed. Like, why the bro, bro, it's a perfectly fine plane. We spent years trying to fly. Now you want to jump out of the fucking thing. <laughs> you know, that's what the insides feel. Like you get that weird creep. And then when you're done, it's like, not even done. You just jump out and you're like, ah. Like it's <laughs> going through stress, even pain. Like go this thing with the finger, going through this stress of when it happened. I didn't, it wasn't painful. It was honestly, I'm fascinated in the sense of like, that's how you can rip something off a human that quick. I mean, skin and all just like art, like off. It's like that stress because I've put myself through so many stressful events and then sat with myself and put myself through visually stressful events. This was a Wednesday, you know, when for many people, a toe stub is the most traumatic event they're calling in work, you know? So I think that's a, a like this whole time we've been talking about it, really, it's like self-awareness and putting yourself through stress because 
it's like you can have as much self-awareness as you want if you're the if you're the booty fucking meditating in the mountains for 35 years you come down to the village and the one guy who steps on your toe you want to rip his head off what the fuck have you been doing you know so it's literally again yin and yang everything the same of it you're having self-awareness and putting yourself through that physical stress to really yeah. fucking get through this shit yeah it's, it's creating that <clears throat> exposure for yourself that it that you have to like evolve from it or you like you have to respond or you you know you have to grow from it whatever it is but it's that introduction through stress and exposure that like it puts you on a path that you're trying to create and that only comes through self-awareness like i think of think of myself like in junior high like i so my hometown is two thousand people like around that yeah, ridiculous, right? Um, but I, I knew it. Kansas, Kansas. For everyone listening, he's in Kansas. Yeah. Which if you've uh, ever driven through Kansas, it's uh, it's it's Kansas. S-E-K, Neodache, shout out. Um, <laughs> but, but I knew at an early age, I was like, I know exactly what my life would be here. It, because that's, because I have family generations in that town. And it would have been a good life. Like it would have been a comfortable life. But I realized early on, I was like, this isn't the life for me. Like, I, I know the in, I know how this ends and I'm not ready to know how my story ends. And so like, like in that taking, like looking at, okay, how do I change that path? And for me, that path was, all right, I got scholarship offers from football teams. I'm taking the one that's furthest away. Like me and two buddies, we didn't know anybody both of us like all three of us grew up our whole lives in Yoshe. we're like okay we're getting out like we're gonna go like we're gonna go out go away from this like this is this is the catalyst that helps us go some of them returned like i never did and just kind of continued forward of just having that perspective of like like it, it really started at that point of like i know what this life is because I have examples through generations of what this life is going to be, of what this outlet is for me. Like, again, nothing wrong with it at all. Like, I love my hometown. Like, it's a great hometown, and I still have a ton of family there. It was just for me. I was like, this isn't what I want. Like, I don't want that answer right now. I want to I want to figure out what this path is for myself. And so setting a trajectory that, like, I created my own path. And I still do that today. Like, it's an evaluation of, like even in fitness, what do I want to learn? What do I want to experience? How can I put myself in an area where it's going to facilitate that through um, through workshops, through like in-person meetings, through podcasts and conversations like this, through certifications? Like that's that's the lens I put on now of like self-directed education and guidance. And like, not only what do I want to learn? How do I want to use this? How do I want to bring this into um, bring it, this into my own practice. How do like the people that I'm wanting to be around, like, what are the things that they're putting out that I value, um, that, that I either align with or even want to learn about? Like I could disagree, but I want to see, I want to know their approach and see like where there's the opportunity to cherry pick or, or even in disagreement, like help me solidify or help me, um, identify what my, disagreeing points are and where my related points are but but it only comes through like that self-exposure and like creating like creating your own path to be able to 
be able to do that. Yeah, it's felt, I was like a little, almost like blown away when you said the, uh, you know it where this life at, where this ends, which is not a bad thing. It's comfortable. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I would explain my desire to, to do what I'm doing with getting the fuck out of construction and all that because my entire family. Yeah, both sides. You know what that is, and yeah. and, and again, it's it's, it's it's and it's not to say it's a bad thing, but it's exactly. just like you you have a more expansive perspective that like, hey, I'm not walking into this blindly. I know everything that comes with this, and that you've been able like that you have that perspective, you are able to identify it. Now you can make a better, more informed decision. That okay. I want to remove myself from this, or I want to work to a point where like, this isn't my main priority because you, you see potential in different outlets. And that's exactly creating your life, you know, cause I could have let my life coast and very comfortable with union job, Benny's, all that shit. But honestly, like, no, even what's going on in the exterior now, the business manager of the union that I belong to is talking like such an asshole that the second I get out, I'm not going to, I want to see him face to face and talk and, and, and just like we say, not go at him, but say words in a way that he can reflect with them later with him thinking I'm praising him because mm-hmm. the way he's talking and you're supposed to be a fucking leader. He's talking such divisive terminology, blaming members of the union for what's going on without really realizing that it's, it's, and it's obvious that his fucking pockets are being lined by politicians. That's why he's just blowing everyone and refuses to, it's honestly disgusting and disgraceful, especially like growing up in this union and all this shit my pops have done for it. Oh, you can see I get very like upset about it. It's, it's yeah. just, oh, it's, it's insane. And it's exactly it that like, if I just gonna coast through my life, I'd be sitting here blaming him for making me feel like this because I'm stuck. And I'd have to deal with it and figure it out and all these things. And maybe I'd, I'd probably be the person to try to change it. Fuck, maybe I'd try to lead the thing. I don't know. But I feel like I'm a natural born leader like that. Like, I love that shit. But um. That's exactly what it is, is when you decide you're going to create your life instead of coast it. You know, you're going to get out. You're going to go do something for yourself, figure it out, and now create the whole new line of what's possible to come. You know? Yeah. How long, how long have we been doing? Uh, two uh, and a half hours. Yeah. That's two and a <laughs> half hours. <laughs> this might have to be a two-part series right here. You just gave me two podcasts. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. I got you, Lou. I don't know. I don't really have anything else. What yeah. do you got? Yeah, I was gonna right? say, I, I think for a uh, part one, part two, this is pretty solid. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't, because honestly, I don't know if the audience can handle a two and a half hours straight yet. So I think we're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to re-listen to this breakup where it's a part one, part two. But awesome stuff. I absolutely love these conversations, and we're definitely gonna be having some more of them for sure. Oh, I'm absolutely sure. down. I I appreciate you uh bringing me on. Glad I. Oh. Uh, glad we could finally link up and like get this set at good times and like these exactly the same for me like these conversations are like it's the whole reason I got into podcasting like these I identified that these are what like recharge me and like help with my creativity mm-hmm. and expression and like the more often I'm able to do these and get in get in rooms and screens to to have them like it's better for me. It helps my growth. And so like, I just appreciate you letting me come on and like in strapping in for the roller coaster of this podcast. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about it too. Is like, like after these things, I feel jacked the fuck up. You know what I mean? Cause it's, again, it's, it's, it's what I think we're here doing. Like let, that's why I think people really love 
podcasts is because they love conversation. You know what I mean? Whether it's information, pod, whatever it is, but they love, con- and that's why it works. That's why like everyone, Joe Rogan can't have a three hour podcast, doesn't work. Oh, yeah. It's the top one. You know what I mean? So I think we, we love doing this, obviously. People obviously like listen to it. And it's just to me so interesting instead of, and to me, it's so cool to be able to like, instead of me sitting here like, disagree, wrong, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so much doper to be like, and then you made me realize so many things that I've written down. Like, it's it, that's it's like a tennis match, and it's fucking awesome, especially when you're sitting in the middle and you watch it all go down because you have no attachment to it, and that's the beautiful part. But uh, why don't you tell everyone where they could find you real quick? All right, so um, if you want to uh, bring me on your podcast, or you just want to reach out and like have a conversation, uh, you can find me at. Uh, on Instagram at there2513. Um, my, all my links and everything are in the bio on that. My website is byproductperformance.com. My email is byproductperformance at gmail.com. Right. And now I know you mentioned conversations and stuff, but like, what about also how you make money and stuff and people want to like reach out to you in that aspect? Same concept. Um, like, what do you do is what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. So like the, like my side stuff, um, because like I, I work at a university as assistant director of fitness and wellness. And so oversee the fitness so wellness. Which is so great to have a mind like yours educating people, honestly, because you got so many strewns out there trying to be teachers because they just want summers off. So we appreciate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like through my side stuff, like it's it's getting more into, I do a little bit of one-on-one training that's pretty selective um i'm gonna um i'm gonna have available pretty soon um coaches calls where basically like if somebody if a coach if a trainer if they want to go through and like need a sounding board to talk through like whether it's a case study whether it's their own training whether it's um shoot even like navigating the fitness industry and like where to take their life like all I'll have a coach's call option that we can set up like a one hour appointment and just be able to talk through whatever they want to talk through. Um, And then like outside of that, uh, have different seminars and stuff that I'm doing. Um, Next week, the 21st, uh, I have a understanding movement along a spectrum. Um, It's going to be like an hour seminar and then open workout and like application stuff. here in Kansas, it's part of a new series that I'm developing called uh, like Kansas Connection Series, where it's just connecting fitness people in Kansas because I'm biased and I like Kansas. <laughs> um, and, and nobody said I couldn't. Um, you know, it's not your fault you like Kansas. <laughs> and then uh, like me, Sam Brown, um, Matt Smith, we're doing a um, a uh, sensible sports performance seminar in January 30th. Uh, and that's going to be like a long form nine to five uh, with coaches, athletes, um, fitness enthusiasts, personal trainers um, going over like a whole day of applying, like applying these principles in application and kind of teaching people like how to take this information, how to apply it to whatever their setting is. Um, and then Prescript has uh, the intensives, which are always fun and exciting. So any of those, 
intensives. Um, I think the next one I'll be at is the one in San Jose, January fifteenth and sixteenth. I'm I'm trying to get there myself. So. Yeah. So so you know any of those or just like Wait, hold on the one January thirtieth. Where's that? Where's the one January thirtieth? Uh, so it's in uh, Kansas City. Uh, uh, strength and conditioning is the name of the gym. It's Olathe, Kansas. Um, Olathe. Yep. Olathe. I'm gonna try to get like, that. It's like right by. Uh, it's real close to Kansas City. I know it sucks about Kansas. Is weed is really illegal there? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you also have angels as fucking highway troopers, so we thank them because we could have got a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all right my jeezy thank you so much for coming on this was amazing amazing two and a half hours flies by like fucking nothing when you're doing some shit like this oh yeah when you're having like a conversation said, with lou like it just flows it's a conversation with you but uh we're definitely having more of these right now my, I'm, my brain is tapped but yeah this has to be a fucking two-part series this is amazing all right you, looking forward man. to it man i appreciate you bringing me on and excited for the next one Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. You too, bud. Later, Jeezy.